right, ladies and gents, welcome to episode 58 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am the titular Stacey, hostess extraordinaire or something, not really. I'm a bit sick, guys, you can probably hear it, so I apologise in advance if I do a lot of like <sighs> noises and coughing everywhere. Rich is leaning over me. So I'm going to do an introduction because he leaned over me. Okay. <laughs> it scared me, it stopped. I'm using a new recording program as well, guys, so this is frightening territory. Fingers crossed it's working. Joining me in the parlour today, which is also our kitchen, uh, home of mulled wine in the slow cooker, to my left, to my left, is my lovely husband and, you know, pop culture liking type chap, Rich Taylor. Hello. And to my, my other left, it's my delightful friend and, and regular Cockney tit, Phil Thomas. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi there. I'm sure you love me calling you a cockney tit every time you're here, don't you? It's fine. I always forget until I'm actually right in front of you doing this. And then I'm, I'm yeah. awaiting it. Like <laughs> death. I'm It'd sorry. be sad with it, wouldn't you? I'd cry myself to sleep. I mean it in a really affectionate manner, in the sense that I like you as a cockney person, and I also do quite like tits, so... I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, take it's it. fine. He's not a cockney, though. Let's, let's not get into that. Are you not a cop? Hold on. I thought anyone from London was a cop, Mary. No. Am I sorely mistaken? Oh, am I going to get hate mail? Most of the world think that. Yeah, I've always thought that. It's the same as what makes you a cop? Well, what makes you a cop, Mary? Do you have to Born in within the sound of the bell bells. Well, where's that? North, for start. <laughs> okay. That makes no sense. So, not anyway. Nord. Let's move on to some stuff that does make sense, which is us talking about 2016. And how great it's been because we're going to ignore, you know, the, the world at large and just talk about pop culture. And that's been all right, isn't it? 2016 was a year. It definitely happened. It was a very fine year. It was, de- it was de- you know, events occurred. I had a very fine beer. That, that was what I meant, yeah. It worked. Yeah. So, to kick it off, I was going to start with our top five comics of 2016. Mostly because this will be the quickest one to get through because Rich hasn't done a list. No, but I know what top one is. Your top one. So when you guys get to your one, I can say my number one. Okay, that's fine. Well, I have to sort of explain that I put a caveat on all of these topics in the sense that I made us choose things that literally started in 2016. Otherwise, my list would be exactly the same as last year, which was exactly the case when I re-listened to last year's and discovered that I was like, oh yeah, I do still really like Saga and Jughead and Gem and Turtles and Wicked and Divine and oh, no, my list is the same. But for a year that had a lot of reboots of comics and number ones, weren't a lot very good, was there, guys? No. <laughs> Phil, do you want to kick off with your number five? Not really. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, like you say, kind of rebooty, rebootiness. Um, my number five is going to be Doctor Strange. Is that the one without magic? Yes. That's good, that. Yes, it is I like good. that. Is yeah. that what yeah. it's called? The one without magic. The one magic. Isn't it? It's close. It's like a world without magic or it's something. The last, isn't it? last days of magic. That was the story. I was close. So I just spelt um, Doctor Strange wrong, guys. Just well, so you know. That's good. Um, they can't see that, though. But, um, <laughs> Jason Aaron writing and Chris Bachelot on art. And it's quite a it's quite a, a wacky, zany, fun book that doesn't take itself too seriously, but yet doesn't get bogged down in the Doctor Strange is amazing, infallible kind of thing. And yeah, in the first issue, you see him sleeping around and then kind of moving on. Does he fight a screensaver in there, like he does in the films? No, no. It's probably a good thing. It's not a screensaver. It's it kung fu like in a kaleidoscope. Oh, that's, um, that's what it is. I do like the art in that book, obviously. Yeah, I, have, I have flicked through first issue. Flip through a vagina. I... <laughs> 
Wow. Right, I'm going to be honest here. You tell us to not go off on tangents like we did last year and not be a mess. You're half a small can of cider in, <laughs> and you've just said flip through a vagina. I, the thing is, I'm well known now across all sorts of podcasts for just talking about vaginas relentlessly. So I've it. got to give the people what they want. Maybe there should be a like, parlor bingo. Anyway, that's like a thought for another day, yeah? Five wins. Or just shots. But yeah, so Doctor Strange is my number five pick. Good, that's good. I like it. I also like it, but I am really behind in Marvel comics. Well, there are a lot of Doctor Strange miniseries this year as well. Yeah, I think a lot of times with films and reprints, and now there's a second book that's just come out where he's got a team. Oh, okay. And there'll be a Deadpool versus Doctor Strange film as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, my number five is a comic I read about an hour ago because I didn't have five comics to put in this countdown. <laughs> uh, and it was the first issue of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures from IDW, which there was... I think you'll find DC or something involved. Well, yeah, but it's un- it comes under IDW's umbrella of comic. Yeah, yeah, umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Um, umbrella like we Brazilian dancing music, I hate you. I mean, I love you, but I hate you. So it's already better than the, like, sort of legit Batman Turtles crossover that happened earlier this year, because that was kind of crap. So what makes it adventures? Is it based on the it's, anime? It is, yes. And the, the thing I like the most about it was the art, because it's kind of somewhere in between the Nickelodeon Turtles cartoon and Batman the Animated Series. So it's based on the current animated Turtles yes. and the 90s animated Batman? Yes. Okay. Alfred's really funny in it, and he's only been in, like, three panels. I love him already. Is he played by Jason Statham? No. Oh, that's still my hope for one day. Didn't you want him to be Doctor Who one time? Yeah, not one <laughs> that time. That would be so right terrible. That I'm would hoping be he gets cast as Poison Ivy oh. in this Gotham City Sirens film. <laughs> Danny Dyer for Doctor Who. Danny Dyer? I'm Danny Dyer. Oh, I'm Danny Dyer. Oh, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. So, yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's cute and it's funny and it's the art's nice and it has a better premise already than the pre- aforementioned Batman Turtles thing. So that made it to number five on my list. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Phil, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Captain Marvel. Up to a Civil War point. No, oh. no. I, I quite like this volume. I've never really enjoyed Captain Marvel's character, really, but I think kind of the ambassador of space kind Ooh. of makes a bit more sense and actually gives Alpha her like a being in it well that, that, that was that going helps. there you know there's, there's, there's a little guy whose initial begins with P I don't know, I don't know what that's going to do in Paul maybe you know I, I, I do like Alpha Flight and they've been quite good to see them, breed, see them brought in mm-hmm. And but it just kind of gives her a kind of unique sort of purpose I didn't really think when she was in Gardens of the Galaxy I don't think she served any point there like mm. Iron Man before her I found as well when Captain Marvel first became Captain Marvel, she was just Miss Marvel with a different name and suit. Yeah. And the, the comments were well written, but there was no need for her to be different. So her taking on this role makes more does make more sense. And I, I think up till Civil War started, I did quite enjoy it. Most of the Alpha Flight experience, but... Yeah. But I think that the Civil War issues, especially kind of the last two, the Civil War issues of Captain Marvel have been better than the actual Civil War to miniseries mm-hmm. and all the other times because it's kind of I don't know it's just because it's kind of focused on her rather than having a, a cast of 20,000 but it's kind of gets more into the morality of her head and the reasons why she's doing stuff mm-hmm. which I suppose you'd expect from her book but yeah. you know you're not saying it's perfect or whatever but I, I quite enjoyed it yeah I was really enjoying it up until Civil War and I, I feel like Civil War has changed in a way that I don't like 
Yeah, I did this kind of in the new volume starting soon or whatever, where she's the world's biggest celebrity. I'm not sure where that's going to go or whatever. Oh my. I need to catch up on Marvel, don't the I? The first Civil War wasn't great. No, but let's let's Stark, not sugar the pill. It was Tony Stark was portrayed as the bad guy in it. Yeah. But you could see his point of view. Yeah. Whereas Captain Marvel in Civil War 2 has been portrayed as a good guy at time, even though you can't see a point of view. It's very yeah. shittily written. It's weird in the sense that, like, I, I can see a point of view in the sense of the idea of being able to predict crime and stop it from ever happening is a great, like, probably a really useful thing. It's very but, problematic. But what, We've not, all seen Minority Report for a good hour. Not only that. Right, not only that, but there's also the problem of the fact that it's been written in such a way that everything that's happened has happened because she went in to try and stop it from happening in the first place, for the most part. And so it's like, well, actually now she's like causing all this nonsense. And so it stops becoming sort of preventative uh, science and just becomes fight, fighting around the world. Yeah. I don't like it. I used to like Captain Marvel, but I liked her better when she was like around Spider-Woman and stuff. And they had fun romps. Fun romps. I like a good romp. Well, you're all looking at me weird, so let's move on to my number four, which was uh, Dirk Gently's <laughs> Holistic Detective Agency, A Spoon Too Far miniseries. Crossover the tick. Huh? The tick. What? Spoon. Oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. I was having a right fucking brain fart then, wasn't I? Jiminy Cricket. What um, does the spoon refer to? I actually don't know. Okay. Because the miniseries is about some people who lost their voices and then he goes sort of searching to find out why. Something happened in Africa and, and then some people bonked and everyone got their voices back. I don't really remember. It was a while ago. But I remember really enjoying it. So it's a sexual spoon. It's a very sexual spoon. I think the reason I like this so much is because I really miss having Douglas Adams' things in the world. And I think this was pretty close to the kind of tone that he would normally go for. And Dirk Gently's hair in it is... Gravity defying and amazing. MacLand is involved in this comic. I don't know who that is or why that's relevant. Because he's involved in the new TV show. Oh, okay. That's going to be my next one. I don't know. Have, have I really seen that? No. 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 I would like also, to. Also, right, I'm not Steve Mangan, he's not the greatest actor in the world, but when he was he's Dirk Gentle, he looked like you imagine Dirk Gentle to look. They've got some bell end and. Is it Tyler McGuire or Elijah Wood? It's Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Like, no, that's not a show. Which bellend? Is it a bellend or not? Oh, he was in something as someone. But he doesn't look Good anything talk. like Dirk Gently. Oh, well, does he's he look got, like? He's got, like, just hair as well. Like, he's not <gasps> got... Uh, it's not whooshy? No. Well, that can fuck off then. Whooshy hair. He needs to have whooshy hair. Max Landis is a cunt. I don't, I don't know who that is. anything that he ever... Samuel did. Barnett. He's in something I think the three of us have probably watched at some point in our Look it up, William. Look it up. Indeed. But yeah, no, I haven't kind of made a great deal of effort to watch it. Um, this is a massive tangent, though. Yeah. It's not, because we're talking about Dirk Gently, which is the thing that I was talking about. No, I don't recognise it from anything. Anyway. Well, it was good. I remember, like, the problem is, is that I did read this, like, many, many months ago, and we all know what my shocking memory was like. So I remember really liking it, and it was good. That's all I've got to say. Is really. that before or after a salmon of doubt? Before. Okay. I think Salmon of Doubt has only just cool. hasn't finished yet, yeah. Uh, which I haven't started reading yet I've because read I'm terrible. Book of any well, you should. It's really funny. Well, I don't like it, Chikers. Well, <laughs> divorce. <laughs> I don't. I don't what, what is this relationship? What? No, that's horrendous news. They made a film about it with Sam Rockwell and Joe Deschanel. I hated that. And that's two people I'm only buying to. 
I actually sound like well. But you've got machine in it, to be honest. Yeah. I've got my completely <clears throat> sad face on. I think I, me and Paul had eight points and then went to see if we tried to go to the galaxy and thought it was hilarious. Then we watched it sober. Yeah. I liked I it. I just didn't like Zaphod's head. I don't think they did that very no. well. And um, I don't like, I didn't like Martin Freeman. Well, he was all right, but Arthur's a bit blah anyway, isn't like he, as a character? I don't know what his name is now. He was known as Mostef at the time. Ah. Oh, uh, yeah. He was good. Anyway, dirt gently. Yeah. Great. Phil, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Kill or Be Killed. Never heard of it. Um, Image Comics, uh, Ed, Brubaker, uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips and Elizabeth, is it Brett Weister? Or? Yes. Yes. So it's about, um, basically he goes to kill, kill himself, basically. And Seems fun. Stuff happens and he ends up kind of making a deal with the devil that will keep him alive an extra an extra amount of time for every person he kills. But why would he want that if he tried to kill himself? I don't want to spoil that for you. Okay. But Okay, I've heard of this book. Yes. I've never seen it. I only know what it looks like considering he said his head would break and short for me. But yes. that's yeah. a good thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's very much kind of the next um, progression from their, their series. And uh, obviously the more they do together, the stronger it comes out. And it's kind of a, a look at, I suppose, youth and mortality. And there's a kind of like, I suppose, maybe it's comics like Ghost Rider-esque kind of thing with, it, with mm. the, the deal and the possession. Mm-hmm. But if, it's, if you like kind of the fade out and fade out, it, it's right up there. I've not read either of those things. You're shaking your head at me, should I? Yeah. Okay, I'll do Did you that. read Criminal and stuff? Nope. Oh. It's kind of like film noir in comics. Okay. Would I like that? You know me quite well. well I don't know. I assume, I assume you'd read Criminal. So I'm a bit confused now. I feel like I started reading something and I wasn't sold on it. But I don't know what that something was. It's probably I think Criminal. I'm pretty sure that's what we got Sean Phillips to sign many years ago. Did Bulldog. we? Yeah. Did I meet him? Yeah. I don't think I met him. Yeah, you did. No, I don't think I did. Because every time I went up to him, he was always going on months. You met Sean Phillips. Yeah, no, I remember that part. I don't remember ever actually meeting him. Well, how would you remember that part? I remember that we kept going past his table and he wasn't there. Cause no, he wasn't, he wasn't there. Anything. He was literally saying to your face, I'm going to lunch in a minute, come back in and out. Yeah, he hated me. He, was, he had 16 lunches that day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, that sounds good. But my problem with Image Comics is there's a lot this year that they've released. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff I've just not bothered with yet. It doesn't mean I'm not interested in it or I'm not going to move back to it. It's just eventually yeah. there's, there's a limit, you know. I'm an idiot with the amount of me you're trying to consume as it is. Mm-hmm. But I'll give that a go just for the people involved. Yeah, I think out of everything we're going to cover, I think comics are the one thing, I've, well, the thing I've cut back most this year. Mm. I tend to fucking <laughs> kind of follow artists, really. Yeah. But like you say, it's especially with digital and trades and that, you don't need to buy anything month. No. Come back to it down the line. And I think sometimes if you've got something self-contained like that, like Marvel and DC stuff, when there's 12 issues, it can burn through them in the evening quite yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because you're not worried about, we'll just make, you know, you've just got one story. Do we need to read someone else? Mm. I think we've, with big, universe stuff you try and read one at a time because it's easier to keep control of because times happen whereas yeah. you don't get that image stuff for the, for the most part hmm. my number three I think is your number one Rich okay it's Moon Knight from yes that's the only Marvel. comic this year I've read that I like I sat and read like seven issues of this the other day when I was at a Chinese restaurant by myself which sounds like a really pathetic story but I was waiting for the people I like it a lot I forgot who the art on it Greg, Greg Smallwood. Yep, I wrote that. it down because I knew I'd forget. And Jordi Belair on colours. Yes. Yes. And 
moc už fajn. Jeff. 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 And in this volume, all of his backstories are actually somehow in continuity. Yeah. Whilst also none of them are. Did, did you read the Ellis stuff? Yes. yes Which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I've got a volatile relationship with Warren Ellis, though, <laughs> as most people probably have. But I thought that was really well done. And then when he left, that, that series went off. Yeah, the Brian Wood stuff very I didn't quickly. think that was very good. Um, he's a prick as well. So. Say what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so when this... Oh, yeah, I was looking forward to it because of Jeff Lemire doing it anyway. I've liked a lot of his stuff and the little bits of Batman he wrote before for Legends of the Dark Knight. This sort of stuff was really good. And Moon Knight is, in essence, Marvel Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought he can do well in this. Marvel's did not extra crazy Batman. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, he's extra crazy. He has extra layers uh, of crazy. I think so. I think Batman's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, but he's just an idiot. He's not. He True. doesn't believe he's some sort of Egyptian moon god or something. Now, the thing I really liked about this is that I remember way back when you first started introducing me to comics, which would have been like, what, 2005, 2006, yeah. there was a little run of Moon Knight that I was like, whoa, this is boss and it's my new favourite thing. Uh, and then it fell off a cliff. I remember that being very... And then they stopped making it. Heaven, it that? was. Just yeah. after Civil War? Or? Just before. Just before. Yeah, just before. The Charlie Houston, David Finch one? That rings a bell, yeah. Don't ask me, I don't remember anything. The one just after wasn't bad. That was Bendis and Lee, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. No. Who do you know this stuff? Oh. I'll stay up here. I'll be here for thinking. But it, it was, <laughs> but it was very samey. Bendy stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, I think with the um, the current one, I think I'm about four issues behind. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just bust out of the mental facility. Okay. But or I, uh, has oh, Yeah. Or did I? Yeah. It's, but I think what I like about it is it feels like it's, uh, I feel like Moon Knight's kind of back. Like, yeah. I actually like, I look forward to reading it again, which I haven't and done for a while. And it's not crossed over with Civil War. Yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. too. There's been no guest stars or so far that I've got. And, and it seems quite layered, the story yes. and the imagery, which again reflects his personality mm-hmm. and obviously has been purposely done. I was saying the other day about the fact that, like, sometimes I worry about certain storylines and stuff because I feel like because I'm forgetful, I'm not going to be able to follow it. Um, like I was talking about Rogue One yesterday, I was scared I wasn't going to be able to follow it because I don't remember a lot about Star Wars movies, except that like some people are brother and sister and Han's a bit of a dashing you knob. You didn't know Grand Moff Tarkin. And I didn't know who Grand Moff Tarkin was. But that being said, I followed the movie yes, and it was fine. So I always have a little bit of a panic when I start reading something and it doesn't quite make sense because I think, uh-oh, am I going to just get so lost that I'm just like, fuck it and throw it in the bin? But... It's been written in such a way that at the moment it's more intriguing than it is confusing to me. Yeah. It's a little bit confusing well, to I me. I think the book makes it very clear from <clears throat> issue one to nobody in that book knows what's going on as well. Mm-hmm. So it, do, it, makes, it does make you feel stupid. It's, yeah, it's written in such a way that you know it's supposed to be confusing in a good way. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I hope it gets like a good, proper run because... They there was a period for a while where they chopped and changed Moonlight for a little bit. Yeah, I think with the Alice stuff, you did six issues. Yeah, mm, that's it a was lot. a really good book, and then you, oh, you just, yeah, you just, just took a dive. Short runs and goes. Mm. But yeah, so that was my number three. Okay, well, I'm done then. <laughs> Phil, uh, Phil, number two. Yeah, uh, not literally. Uh, I made that joke last year. <laughs> um, the Black Monday Murders. I have got some issues to read, and I haven't. Jonathan Hickman and Tom Cocker. Cocker? I know it's Hickman. Um, so it's basically about a bunch of 
or a company of investment bankers, uh, you know, financial dealings and Wall Street kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they have some kind of pact with demons from an alternate universe, and that's how they get their insider trading shares, and that's how they amass all this mm-hmm. power. And it's kind of split between two sort of timelines in, in the past, and then their, their next generation, their children in the present day. And then it's got a lot of kind of symbolism. And if you've seen any of um, Hickman's The Avengers run mm-hmm. before Secret War, when he, he had lots of the, the, the glyphs and the, the symbols and the charts, there's lots of kind of that sort of stuff inside it. With their, That's the language they speak and the satanic rituals that they paint. And it's mm-hmm. basically about you know money possessing and evil people being possessed by money and the things they do for money. That sounds weird. And there's a, a cop that's kind of investigating a murder in the present day that's connected to this thing and he's trying to get into this world when he probably shouldn't. I think there's about four issues of that out so far. Very enjoying it. Quite, it's very dark. Mm-hmm. Very very dense as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that sounds like that's for me because things that are dense are, well you I'm quite dense. I Hickman's Avengers one anyway. I don't think I've enjoyed anything that Hickman has written really. I'd have liked his Avengers one more if it wasn't practically had to tie into an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I think it hindered the book because um, you have to read four more Avengers titles as yeah. well. And I think it's very telling that nothing on my top five list is anything that links in with any event because it automatically makes it shitter to me. So I'm like, oh, now I've got to go and read this. Now I've got to go and read that and I don't know what's happening over here. And if you read them in the wrong order as well, like I have sometimes, that yeah. fucks you over. Well, you, know what? you read six issues of one book and then realise mm-hmm. halfway in you should have read two issues. Yeah, you're like, when did this happen? Anyway, yeah, I don't think I'm going to check that out, Phil, but That's thanks. Right. <laughs> well, love you listeners. Well. It's on my wish list anyway. Well, wish list, watch list, whatever you call it, comics. So. Cool. Well, my number two is... Uh, is I've just realised that as I was writing this out, I put four, five, four, three, four, five. <sighs> Why am I such a thin twat? Uh, it's not girl, which is... I knew you were both going to do that. Uh, it's it's from Image. It's Brian Leo O'Malley's like, first proper attempt at an ongoing monthly doodad. EA drawing it, though. So it's drawn by... Leslie Hung, and it's about a fashion blogger who has allergies and snots everywhere. And that's that's essentially it, and I, I can't actually describe why I like it so much. Because there's nothing really <laughs> there's nothing really about it that, that makes it particularly special, I don't think. But I love it. Like, every time it comes out, I'm like, ooh, new snot girl. And I get excited. I don't mind the art. I like the art a lot. I like the colours a lot. I didn't write down who did those, though, because it would just be too much writing for me. I couldn't handle it. But I like the colours a lot. And I like the fact that it's it's kind of unashamedly it, if that makes sense. Like, it, it's doing it and it doesn't really care. Well, that's, that's fair enough. I'm sure there's an audience for it and mm-hmm. the people that say really enjoy it for doing it. Yeah, I really like it. I, I, I just can't explain why. Like, just read it and you'll either like it or you won't, I think. It's yeah, a it's, polarising it's book. Brian, the old Malley, Tim, you know, um, <laughs> are there any certain style of writing and this is nothing like it? Mm. And that's what pisses me off. I went into expecting to be a bit like seconds, I think. Yeah. And it's yeah, no, it's not, not, it's not anywhere near as good well, as seconds. Well, it has like, the kind of, that kind of characteristics about the people in it, but it's not. They're all arseholes. I think, do you know, I think that might be one of the things I like about it, though, is the fact that it, it presents these characters like, hey, guess what? There are some good things about these people, but there's also quite a lot of flaws. Yeah, if there's a group of arseholes in something, they have to be hilarious. Uh, yeah, see, this is the same argument that you have with me with in between us all the time, isn't it? In that you hate it because you think they're all arseholes no, and they're not no, no. funny. Right. There are times where you feel sympathy for them. Mm. And you don't because they all deserve what they get. Where like, it's always sunny, you're never supposed to feel sympathy for them. 
to stay in the architecture around home for. Yeah, definitely. Definitely give me that. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll Anyway, that's irrelevant. You're a lot of slot, There's a lot of really... For you. There's a lot of really nice shades of green in it. Is that to go with the snot motif buying? Pretty much, yes. Before you guys do your number ones, can I say one thing I do like in comics, but not a particular comic? Okay. IDW, for years, I've had Transformers and G.I. Joe and various things. They're actually making the effort to put them in one universe, which is so shit and stupid an idea. It's so entertaining. Because <laughs> they've named a Micronauts book, a Mass book, and an Action Man book. Yeah. That's like they've actually brought in Action yeah. Man. Where in essence, they're trying hardest to act like it's not just a British G.I. Joe. Yeah. But it is just a British G.I. Joe. And Mask, Mask is yeah. back. I am so in far behind. Form. I mean, in form. <laughs> I am so far behind in that little... I need to figure out what order it's in now because I've got a pile of trans- like like eight Transformers comics. And The thing is, it's not written off anything in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's happened. But just pretend it happened in the same universe is what okay. they're saying. <coughs> but you don't need to know it happened. No. I think we've talked about my robot blindness before, though. I struggle with Transformers sometimes because I can't tell most of them apart. I struggle with G.I. Joe because apart from a couple of characters, the rest of them are very similar. They're all just like soldiers. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. Action Man itself is actually pretty fun. I mean, the fact that it started off with a tie-in to Revolution, this cause and all this, did help. Mm. But it's like a weird James Bond-G.I. Joe hybrid. Ooh. you have the eagle eyes. I'm waiting for that one bit where someone... And he's got swimmers, one bit swimming in. Oh, it's got Velcro hair though. Anyway, Phil. Number one. You know, you know. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to go with Spider Woman, or Ooh. at least 50% of Spider Woman. Ooh, okay. Top half of the bottom half. Dun, dun, just the left side. Um, yeah, so Spider Woman by Dennis Hopeless, um, Javier, Javier Rodriguez, mm-hmm. I believe. So I'm going to take out the Civil War 2 issues. Yep. I'm going to take out the Spider Verse issues. Yep. And just have the first five and then the two in between. Okay. So kind of seven out of twelve or, or about The baby that. stuff. The baby stuff. Well, the stuff that's yeah. just about her. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. entertaining stuff. Um, Spider-Verse was so shit. Oh, much. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But yeah, it's, it's a book I really didn't expect to like. And I, I think like with Captain Marvel, I've never really given a shit about Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's ever, obviously... I've never been the target audience unless, you know, you follow certain artists. Um, but, and then the concept of this, the, you know, a pregnant spider woman fighting, you know, the, the internet was up in flames about that. Yeah. And it was never something I was going to read, but I did. And I actually really kind of enjoyed yeah, it's really it. Good. And then I think it's like the fifth issue where she's just given birth mm-hmm. and it's like her first month at home. And there's this like one panel, one page where she comes to the door and she's got like her t-shirt is kind of like half off her. And she's covered in baby vomit and she's just, you know, bags under her eyes and her hair's shit. And I'm thinking, yeah, that, that's a real woman. That's like, to me, that's more, I don't say attractive because that's a weird terminology. But to me, that's a, you know, that, that's, yeah, a more appealing side than mm-hmm. just seeing her or, you know, in a weird position with her ass halfway through her elbow and <laughs> hanging off a building kind of thing. Um, and I just think, yeah, the, the bits about her being a parent and her adjusting to change and, you know, having to stop fighting to pump breast milk and that kind of thing. And the I relationship thought, um, with uh, Porcupine and Ben Urich mm-hmm. as well and in, engaging them. I thought the issue that was set in the hospital was really good as well, when she goes for a checkup in an alien hospital and then it gets taken uh, over by, like, squirrels or some shit. I forget. Was it yeah, squirrels? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it I thought that is. was really good. It's always squirrels, isn't it? It's always squirrels. 
Um, what are the other ones? Scroll and with a K. Cray. Cray, there you go. Mm. Yeah, it's sometimes Cray. Sometimes Cray. Yeah, it's, I'm clearly not a parent, but it's kind of like I can see. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not sweet, but you're definitely not a mother. I'll give well, you that. Yeah. 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 You're a badass. Oh, oh that was adorably bro. I liked it. It was sweet. Oh. You guys, when's the mold wine done? I think it's been done ages ago. Can right? I have a scoop? Just no. Oh, you're such a bully. I'll, I'll do my number one then no, for credit. I don't know you get the mold wine. With a ladle? We ain't got a ladle. We have. We, we absolutely have. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Completely irrelevant. Uh, my number one is Jonesy, which is a book from Boom. And uh, it's by uh, Sam Humphreys, who I don't know. And the art's by Caitlin Rose Boyle, who I don't know. And it's about it's about a schoolgirl who has magical love powers, so she can make things and people fall in love. Except it doesn't work on her, which sounds like she can't a can't make things fall. No, she can make people fall in love with things though, like donuts. You know what I meant. You're just being a pedant <clears throat> again, aren't you? Your butt. Yeah, it's the artwork in it. I think is what really sells it for me. It's very uh, how do I even describe it? Like bright and bold. And 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 big. In a good way, it looks like it was drew by a kid, and then an adult made it better. Made it neat and nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. As it's a got character, and I mean that as a compliment, not like when you say it about someone meaning you think they're an arsehole. She's got a lot of hair. But when you were talking about Snotville, I was about to say <coughs> a bit of you read Jonesy. Yeah. Because um, it's very much like you were just saying about mm-hmm. she doing her own thing. It's that kind of thing. Yes. Um. And yeah, I've, I've read the first couple, and Sam Humphreys is a very versatile writer for what he does. I don't um, think I know him from anything else. He did his first book, which I think was self-published and picked up by Image, was about animal love in the future. But it, it's weirder than it sounds, and it's better than it sounds. Okay, it comes across better. So, um, and so. then he kind of moved on to Marvel and did like Uncanny X Force and Star Lord. Okay, and I think now he's over at DC doing Green Lantern. Is it? Oh, I don't I read so, any yeah. of the Lantern stuff. One of the Green Lantern yeah. ones. Either Hal Jordan or I don't read any. I'm sure he's obviously done other stuff in between, but that's kind of where I know it from. And yeah, Jones is it's like, is it, is it Boombox? So it's yeah, the kind of one that's yeah. aimed at younger, well, all ages, because mm-hmm. it's got sort of adult jokes. Yeah. So it's kind of like that the whole Pixar is a family film. Mm-hmm. I will always warm to a book as well that's pro leg hair. <laughs> there is an issue of this with someone with monstrous leg hair, which made me feel really good about my own completely unshaven legs. <laughs> So yeah, Jonesy, I like it a lot. It's another one that I always go to, like when it first comes out, because it's always fun. It, you never read it and come out of it feeling a bit sad or a bit depressed or a bit like, oh no, yeah. you know, poor Spider Man or whatever. You just like <laughs> Jonesy, ah, she's funny. Also, it always makes me want donuts. Always good. Shall we? Oh, donuts! I want more wine though. Get some. I'm gonna. Yeah, what what topic shall we move on to so I can leave you talking about it while I try and precariously ladle wine into a cup? Wait, no, drink. go on, it's you uh, you're a guest. Well, uh, I've got a bottle up and I've got music yeah. at the bottom of my list. Excellente. Um, so, number five yeah. is Joanne by Lady Gaga. Now, this is shocking me, generally, because you laughed in my silly face when I was all like, oh, I'm going to go and see Lady Gaga a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, because it was like £3,000 and... Pay for her, her stuff. I've not liked any of her old stuff at all. But pop music's really good lately. In many artists, they're just very fucking good at pop music. Yes. Yeah. And so the people are at the top have had to get better. And I think this is the first time Lady Gaga's done something that isn't just 
look how outrageous this song is and how weird I am in this video. And it helps because she's always been able to sing. And she has an amazing voice. Yeah, but a lot of her songs were, I don't know, electro trash nonsense. Um, yeah, obviously the ones that, that, that kind of stuck were obviously like poker face. Mm. And it's like, so there was a point where she's like, right, let's try and imitate that. And, and, and I think when she done all that jazz stuff with Tony Bennett. Jazz yes. man, yes. That seemed to be more like her doing something she wanted to do as opposed to something to get famous. Mm-hmm. And I think this album, there's a couple of tracks on it that are... Duff. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a Duff track on this list. There's a lot of fucking good music this year. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of tracks that don't fit with the rest of the album, but they're good on their own. Okay. But, I, I, yeah, I think it's really good. It surprised me. When Perfect Illusion came out, I was surprised how much I like that song. So, Lady Gaga, Joanne. You'll both notice that I've been trying to write down what you've been saying as your tops, but I keep forgetting to. And so I, I don't have a full list already. Sure, I'm already... Just send you notes. Yeah. I could just listen back when I edit it. It's just here as well yeah, on, my, on my pad of eyes. It's fine. I would agree with you about this album. I wasn't sold about it at first because I really liked Art Pop, which I realised no one else liked. <laughs> I think I might have been the only person in the world who enjoyed that album. But the lyrically, this album's better. There's a couple more sort of, I don't want to say political, but they kind of are yeah. songs on there. Which is is better than some of the other songs that she has about I don't know taking rides on disco sticks. Um, you leave disco sticks alive. <laughs> disco sticks raised for as a kid. But yeah, I, I concur, Richard. This is a good. It's not on my top five, but only because I thought you might have it, and I thought let's be diverse and That's talk cheating. about extra stuff. Phil, my number five. It's probably the one on my list that I don't think either of you would like. Oh, okay. So, which may prove you wrong. She hasn't done No, okay, someone. One, three, four. Um, number five is 2525 by Factory Floor. No. No idea. Yeah. Not a sausage. Um, I think I've seen the name on like Spotify or some shit. It's their second <coughs> album, which isn't as good as their first album, in my opinion. It's very much kind of late 80s Manchester techie acid. Manchester? Yeah, that kind of hacienda <laughs> kind of vibe, that pirate legal rave kind of techie, ravey, Tech 15s. Yeah, there's a lot of AOE, okay. 808s and bleeping noises and stuff. Yeah, I can see Stacey's face from here. No, I was just noticing you graffiti in my book again. No, Every not. year you try and put different things in my tops. What and about? Shut up. Move okay. on. Go on. No, Phil, go on. Talk about no, no, it. I can't really describe it anymore. There's no vocals okay. at all. It's all, oh. it's all noises. It sounds terrible, Phil. Well, that's what I said. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't think you would enjoy all it. All music is all noises. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of these are made with a mouth. It's all produced. <laughs> Mozart's music isn't made with a mouth. That's true. That's true. It's probably better than... I've already forgotten what they were even called. They were called... Um, 2023. French Fancy Floors. <laughs> French Fancy Floors? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. 25-25 is the album. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Check it out, people. Check it out with Steve Paul. No. Um, my number five is Wolfie's Just Fine. Uh, I remembered, but then I forgot. I spelt remembered wrong when I wrote this down, um, which is why it says oops there, because I could see you looking at it, Phil. The Wolfie's Just Fine is um, John Lajoie's uh, sort of attempt at doing like legitimate music instead uh, of being funny. You said attempt, yeah. but it's on your top five. So no, I don't mean attempt. attempt. I mean, like... It's a it, successful attempt. It's a, yeah, it's a very successful attempt. We know of him through his like comedy YouTube times in which he does songs about showing people genitals and other such 
things that are probably a bit inappropriate. I was taken a bit by surprise by this album because I was a bit scared. Even though I know that even, like, his comedy songs are actually really good songs in their own right as well. Yeah. But for some reason I thought, oh, <coughs> he doesn't know how to write an actual album though, does he? Because he's just a funny guy. But he does. But he does. I was wrong. I ate my words. And my hat. I don't have a hat. It's, it's kind of... Folky. Yeah. Right. He's got a raw quality to his voice. It past the time it could have got really popular. Gotcha. Because he's got a good voice and mm-hmm. he's not he's not relying on necessarily... Necessarily? <laughs> Who's that? Necessarily normal folk traits. I think mm-hmm. it works. There's, a, there's one particular song that I like quite a lot as well, which is is about a horror movie, isn't it? Is it a, like Friday the 13th or something? Friday the 13th was a kid or something, yeah. yeah. And it scared the snot out of him because he fancied a lady and then she got murdered. Um, As you do. But no, it's really good. He's got a really like sort of raw quality to his voice. It doesn't sound like what like Ed Sheeran, you know, overly produced wishy-washy vocals. Like he's got an actual, he's really, yeah. he's a really good singer. Um, and there's like a darkness to a lot of the songs as well, I think. And I think the videos are a bit weird and dark yeah, as well, aren't they're, they're, they? There's two videos, I'm not even on that, but they always seem to be <laughs> him going back to his childhood by because mm-hmm. there's all his children in it with something slightly off off happening to yeah. them. And not in a creepy way. Yeah, not in a, <laughs> not in a pedo way, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really good. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting a lot from it, so it took me by surprise and I enjoyed it. Well, number four is Happy Accidents, and you might be right. I've heard this. Um, I'm bad at hearing music. I'd heard of them and I'd heard a song and I thought they were alright. And then we went to me and Phil went to watch them at Two Third and Trees Festival and they were really fucking good, even though their combined age is seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this this narrowly missed my top five. Yeah, it's I'm trying to describe it because it's very much current level indie pop. Yes, yes. trio, guitar, bass, drums. They can't sing that well in a classical point of view, or mm. play instruments that well from classical point of view, but they can write fucking good songs. And it just, it's, it took me by surprise, as I say, because of just how good they were live. I yeah, think. yeah, And that, that always helps when you go back to listen to an album. I'm trying to think of a band they remind me of, but I can't really necessarily place one that's probably, if I think of any, they're probably less well known than them anyway, or just as unknown. But yeah, if you like weird indie pop, people talk, sing a bit South Anxiety and, not got like going out and shit like that. Time. But it's just a sign of how old they are. They are probably literally 18 years younger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is The Great Unknown by Natalie McCall. I don't know. Um, I've not heard it, but I know of her. Female singer, songwriter, guitarist, possibly Liverpool. I think she's up, up north a bit. You could have told me she's, she's English. from yeah, well, Greenland, and I believe you. Kind of very much bluesy, rocky, one woman. Kind of a, how do I say it? Less whiny Alanis Morissette. <laughs> okay. Maybe in ways. Okay. Shouldn't um, Well... Does she have a good know. voice? Yes. Yeah, okay, she's good. got a very strong voice and it's all... She's written it and produced it herself and it's just... Obviously, she's got like a live band and stuff but it's it's her mm-hmm. as the name sort of implies. And it's... Yeah, it's, it crosses kind of that the folky, bluesy rock. So it's probably the, the most rockish thing on my list but... Definitely worth checking out. She's got a strong voice. She always gets recommended to me on things which implies that I should probably. We should probably pay attention. Yeah. Because yeah. I've listened to the past few years a lot of just solo female artists who do everything on their own. Yeah. So there's a lot of them out there now. It's, it's a good thing. But definitely, definitely. I say this. I say this every year. I say oh, I'm going to be so much better at listening to new music next year, and then I get to October and I go shit. I better listen to some albums because the end of year review is coming up. 
But I'm actually going to make an effort this year. I'm pretty sure this year I've listened to Pinkerton at least 37 <laughs> times, so it's acceptable to listen to our music a lot. Yeah. Well, I think my kind of top five completely changed since September. <laughs> it's There's been so much music this year and so varied stuff and some stuff that almost kind of made it. Yeah, there's a lot. I, you know, like I had like a top 15 here that probably came out quite recently, but I'm not sure about it yet because yeah. I'm not giving it enough chance. I think yeah. there's a few, there's always albums every year where you hear a couple of songs and never go back to them. And mm. this year I have tried to make more effort to do that, but it's... It's so easy to listen to music nowadays legally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so crap at it. On that note, my number four was uh, Bonnie Vare with 22 a million, Mm -hmm. which would have been my number two if it weren't for the fact that the fucking titles of the songs drive me insane. So Bonnie Vare is a sort of uh, indie folk, wishy-washy, ethereal sort of skeleton of a singer. (laughs) Okay. Um, <laughs> he he has the voice of like a a, a delightful flamingo. with Kanye West. I feel like weren't we all? I feel I feel like he has the voice of like an angel, but an angel that's like seen some things and had some like hard time. Like he's like, an angel, but he's really Lucifer. sad. <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, this album would have been higher up my list because the the songs are absolutely fucking phenomenal. They're like. Ethereal, beautiful, just uh, like the whole album just like washes over you. But yeah, this is the problem is one of my favourite songs is called underscore, 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 space, 45, underscore, underscore, underscore. Which, I mean, how the fuck do you tell someone, oh, have you heard this really good song? It's called, uh, it's called 66 hashtag Stafford apps. Stafford? Stratford, I forget. Stafford. Captain Stafford. Oh, okay. That's like that's like the kind of things that I used to have to like save documents out at school yeah. on the shared high drive to stop. There's a track called Moonwater, I think, but it's actually spelled M Diamond Diamond N W Triangle T Greek letter that looks like an E R. Bingo. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare of an album for titles. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual music, <laughs> in terms of the actual music, it would have been my number two. But right. the fact that it's impossible to talk to... But I was trying to talk to Key about it because I know he actually likes Bonnie Vare. And I was like, oh, what's your favourite song? And he was like, I don't know, the one with a hashtag and a square in it? Fucking Kids. what ifs. I only just realised he hasn't got Apple Music anymore. It's been <laughs> yeah. that long since he's to an album. So he's yes. an idiot. I mean, he's a, he's a delightful idiot. Hi, Key. Hi, Key. You chose not to be here, so fine. But yeah, that Bonnie Vare, it's really, 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 really good, but irritating. I give that Bonnie Vare album pineapple kumquat exclamation mark. Yeah. They're just emojis now. Yeah. No, those are some of the tracks. Okay. <laughs> <Confess>. <laughs> okay, my number three is Angel Olsen with an album which I'm pretty sure is called My Woman. It's all in capitals. Oh. So I'm not just being a dick. Um, Angel Olsen's been around for a while and I've always found her a bit too samey. I'll try an album and I'll get halfway through and I'm enjoying it and then by the end I'll slip into a coma. <laughs> but this album, she's actually, it seems more raw and... Like she's just give up trying to make music and he's just shaping up you a little bit and it's fucking great. Oh, it sounds aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why it's my woman. <sighs> um, yeah, there's like most of the songs are from places that just been very angry and annoyed at people. And I can relate. I like that. <laughs> is it a, 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 no, I forgot what I was going to say. So just go. Is it a retort to 1990s White Town Yorkshire? I wish it was now. Oh, now I hate it because it is not a response song to your woman. Oh, shit. Yeah. My delivery kind of feel can I, can I change this list and have it all as your woman by white turn? Because that's the best song of all time. No. Oh, okay. Whatever's written down on that, whatever you're using. That's what I have to go on. Yeah. Yeah, Angel Olsen, she's very good. 
She's always been very good, actually. She's a very good songwriter, but she's mixed it up a bit and I enjoy that. Good times. Number sure three. I am. Yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> um, right, so my kind of number three and number two constantly switch in. So I've kind of almost got two joint twos. But I've just seen what your two is, so I'm now going to have number three <laughs> is Corners by Field Harmonics. Okay. Again, no idea. You haven't even heard of it? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's probably, and the way that you say, it's probably the most churches-esque album on this list. Um, but it's kind of... Is it spelt wrong? No, it's, it's all spelt correctly. Most of mine are, all of them are spelt correctly. Ooh. Ish. Turn um, the corner. Caveat, I have turned the corner. Well done, Phil. Um, it's kind of a, a mixed mash of, uh, Depeche Mode, Pet Shop Boys, uh, Human League, and a kind of ethereal Kate Bush kind of thing. Kate Bush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, more kind of electronic-y yeah. Kate Bush. But it's not electronic in the sort of church's way. It's not quite pop, but it's not quite electronic-y. Mm. So it's kind of, yeah, as I say, an amalgamation of all of them. Some very strong female vocals. Standard. But male backing vocals as well. Phil likes men too. <laughs> well. Not all men. Not all men. Yeah, so I'm just not really good at describing things. I like what I it, like. Describing music is really hard. I don't like to put it in a box and say, yeah, yeah just like this artist. But, but that's the easiest way to tell someone something. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you can't really play it to them. Well, I could no. in post, but I don't know if I'm going to because I'm lazy no, and that's yeah. difficult. People can click on links and yeah. We'll make, shall we make a Spotify playlist? We can make a Spotify playlist of all these <gasps> albums and put it in the notes. Oh, the, all the albums? Yeah. Ooh, that's a big Not playlist. Every track no, but like, yeah. Our favourites. Yeah. Ooh, I like this plan. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Well, my number three is uh, Tegan and Sarah with Love You to Death, band I knew nothing of. Until recently. This is about the six albums. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, for some reason, I thought they had a song on the Turtles soundtrack, didn't I? And I was quite adamant about it, and then it turned out they didn't, and I don't know who I was they, thinking of. They sing on everything is awesome. Oh, okay. I only sort of discovered this album because you put on, I believe it was Boyfriend. That was the first single. When it came out. And I was like, whoa, what's this? It's Top Tits. And you were like, oh, it's this band. Well, that's their last album, album, though. They weren't a pop band like this. No. They were indie rock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this, like, really different, then? No. The last album was. The last album was amazing. Yeah. I think... That's I when they first went full pop, though, yeah. and mm-hmm. they've carried on with it. Well, I love this album. I think this decade has made pop music like this, and some certain artists like things there can go, you know what, this is fucking great, we can stick with it. Yeah. I really like it. It's my go-to album for when I'm, like, like on a really long bus journey, and I'm bored, and I want to, like, jiggle around in my bus seat and scare away other people from this sitting next to me. This album isn't in my top five, but U-Turn is in my top five tracks of the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is great. This is probably my number six album, and up until sort of August, September, it's probably number one. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> your, your top five really did do a flippity Well, five. yeah, but everything I've song kind of picked has come out since then. Okay. Well, I'll let you off with that. I really enjoyed it, and I'm really excited to go and see him next year now. Yeah. I'm going to throw myself around the dance floor, because I love a good dance. Me and you sulked about them, and you play in London earlier in the year. Okay, the, the oh, I want to sulk about, about, yeah. about Bonnie Vare doing a UK tour, two London, one fucking Blackpool, and two Edinburgh. Fuck you, yeah, mate. He, he is playing the venue, hashtag pound sign, come Bridge. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Tegan and Sarah, I like it a lot. Not, should I go and listen to their other albums or will it be like too, whoa? No, you'll know some of the songs. They had a couple of songs on Rock Band and, oh. and things like that. So you'll know You'll know their stuff. And I did like them, but I never thought, I, I never really paid attention to albums and stuff. But the last album, I think I probably got into because of McKelvey on Twitter, to be entirely honest. 
um, like a lot of pop albums from the past two, three years, you fight, you know, it's so easy to just simply go, oh, this track's good, and you miss them, and that's luckily what I got. But I, I do, I do like this new album. Closer and Superhero. Number two. I think Marlon Phil's number two is the same. That's correct. And it is Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Now, I wanted to put this in my top five, but then I knew at least one of you pair would, and I thought, fuck this, I'm having some variety. Um, yeah, so I left it. I love Because the Internet and Camp by Childish Gambino, which are two really good hip-hop rap albums. Yep. And now he's made probably the best soul funk album that happened yeah. since oh my God. 1983. It's it's a very sexual album. Yeah, it's Redbone is like a Prince song. It's like oozing yes. oh, sexy it's times. It's the best way to describe it's, it. It's <sighs> Prince if he fucked James Brown and they yeah. had a kid. And that oh. kid would be sexy as well. And that, that kid would honest. be oozing sex out of every pool. Yeah, oh like if if Spider-Man Homecoming come out this year, I might have had to put it in my top five just so Gambino could kill this year because he's fucking destroyed it musically. Yeah. Um, with something I didn't expect. And I'm looking forward to this album all year without him releasing anything. Mm-hmm. And then when he released, I think, Me and Your Mama. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this isn't what, what I expected. This? this is even fucking better. Better. Oh, so good. And it just, it's, you can't. Redbone is the track. Honest, the I can't. The, the problem with, the only problem I have with that album is when I listen to it, occasionally I'll be halfway through a different song and be like, fuck it, Redbone again. Just go back to it. So good. It's zombies as well. Zombies. Yeah. The only song I don't like is that one about California. Oh, no. oh I love that. I hate the way he sings on it. But it's what? Sebastian the Crow. It's what? such a change in pace. Yeah. And you can't pin it down and you can't pigeonhole him and every track, even with um, the, the first one they released. This is like the, the length of time, the amount of genres he goes through in that one song. It is glorious. the one where he auto-tunes his voice into unrecognisability, but it's fucking great. It's for wonderful. Doing it. The, the songs he sings normally on, he, he's belting it out. I'm like, this is ridiculous. If you slipped into a coma and woke up and was like, oh, that that guy from the TV show, Greenwood's rap album, yeah, all well, this is his new stuff. You wouldn't believe it. It's awesome. It is great. Yeah. It's really great. I was just going to say Phil, but that was yours yeah, as well. Yeah, that's my number two, yeah. So I'm going to go with my number two. You'll probably hate it. I went with uh, Masculine Feminine by Blonde Redhead. I do not like it. Never heard Which does not like this band. Blonde Redhead are a sort of grungy... Yeah, a bit like that, but worse. Grungy, alternative rock, indie type band. Think, like, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure they sort of fell around the, the Nirvana type. Oh, even it too much. No, they, they, I'm pretty sure somebody like, somebody involved somehow with Nirvana started a record label and that's who they're with and they like knocked around in the same sort of crowds. Anyway. The timing seems wacky they are, but... Yeah. Oh, they've been knocking around for like literal okay. years. They've got like eight albums out. Right, okay. This album obviously came out this year Half because of... years, literal years. <sighs> anyway, continue. album's really good. The only issue I had with it is it's one of those albums that's like, here's like 13 new tracks and then here's like 12 live versions of other songs and here's one where we're on the radio so we stop and have a chat in the middle of it and I'm like, oh, 39 tracks. You want to tell that? There is an album that had like 25 extra tracks that were all mm. named after days. I can't be bothered. It's a really good album. Yeah, like 11th of April. Ah, right. Oh. Not Monday, Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> Dates. Happy days. Yeah, um, Monday, Tuesday are happy days, but Wednesday, Thursday are also happy days. So. What about the other days? Are they not happy days? No. Oh. Not in my version. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, so they're a bit sort of... I, d- I don't know whether they're underproduced in the sense that they sound a little bit sort of like a bit messy is that to be grungy is that but that yeah way? I was going to say I don't know if it's actually overproduction making them sound that way <laughs> um, it's a bit Nirvana not produced by Butch, Butch Vigo I don't know 
Because he overproduces the fuck out of everything <laughs> nowadays. I don't know, but I like them a lot. I I discovered them through um, Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, of course you did. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty. What's that? I don't know, never heard of it. Anyway, yes, they're really good. I like them a lot. It does sound, though, very sort of like, it sounds 90s y to me, but I'm, I wasn't really into music in the 90s, so maybe I'm really wrong on that. I don't know. Yeah. I could be way off base. But I. I it's quite different to anything else I listen to, which might be why I've sort of gravitated towards this and just stuck with it. Like, this'll do. This is my sort of grungy alternative band now, and that's the only one I'm going to look at, but I like to think it's good. Is that like how I still listen to Metallica, but I really hate most of any <laughs> other kind? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, not really. I really like them. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. Well, number one album of the year is Lost Time by Taco Cat, which is a palindrome. The band name, not the... the I was going to say Lost well. Time, isn't it? Um, they're, I'd say pop punk, mm-hmm. but lighter than, you think pop punk, you think Green Day and Link, it's a lot lighter than that, but every single track on this album is great, and they're just great, and I'm going to keep saying great, is that acceptable? Yeah, if you want to. They're, they're, they're just great. Pop punk band. I was just going to say, I'd throw a surf in there, because that's yeah. the kind of feel that it like, has. You feel, you feel like you're listening to California or Hawaii while you're listening to it. <laughs> See, it all comes back to Gambino, <laughs> But yeah, this is the one that when it came out, I immediately fell in love with it and I kind of realised, oh, you listen to this album at least twice, two, three times a week and when I'm at work and I've wanted to music, I'll put this on. Mm-hmm. It's entered that level of rotation already. Is this the band that has a song about being on your period? <laughs> on what? That's a few years ago, yeah. Oh, I like um, that Crimson song. Crimson Wages. It's good. Yeah. I like, no, I really like this album the as well. The first single off this was um, called Dana Catherine Scully as well. And who doesn't like the song about Scully? I liked it. Catatonia loved it. That song oh, was fucking terrible. Jeez. I like Catatonia, but I never liked Mulder. <coughs> it's a it, terrible it's song. No, as well. I am the mob. Ooh. Anyway, Taco Cat. They also had this year a Taco Cat shirt you could buy, but they didn't sell it over here because apparently Europe only buys black t shirts. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's Aww. a Sad face. That's a thing that they claim. Is that Brexit's fault? <laughs> it yeah. is definitely Brexit's fault. Trump's fault, Brexit's fault. Right. Science. Yeah. Fail. Science. My number one is <coughs> R7349 by Survive. Why is it called that? Yeah. I don't know if it's oh, just okay. the, the record catalogue number or something, but it's Survive, spelled S space U space R, etc, etc. So that's kind of where my, you know, because there's always one that every Phil's year that I can't spell. Standard. I can't spell, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's very much kind of synth pop, but it's kind of a hard stuff. There's um, always a synth pop album in there. Yes, but, and this is going to kind of go off as a tangent down the line and ruin stuff. <coughs> but it's basically by the guys that did the Stranger Things soundtrack. Okay. Oh. But it's by them and two other guys. This is their band, and this is the band that got them the sound of yeah. the Stranger Things soundtrack because they heard it. And I'd never heard them before. And it was just, I was watching Stranger Things and watched the first episode and did a, did a Google for, for who it was. And this is their, their actual their actual band and their actual album. Um, and I think this album came out the end of October, start of November. But, so when Stranger Things came out, I kind of listened to their first album. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a lot like the Stranger Things soundtrack, but it's, it's kind of darker. Um, and it's kind of epic and, you know, long, like 10, 12 minute tracks and very sort of dark synths. I can see that. There's some knowing what the soundtrack was. Yeah. Uh, I think they're from Austin, Texas. I think this new one's come out on like a heavy metal label. Okay. But it's, it's not at all, so it's kind of that sort of crossover genre thing. Good times. Yeah, so that's my number one. 
Okay. Well, I wanted to do a little honourable mention for the Westworld soundtrack because I really, really like it and I can't stop listening to oh, it. Awesome. But I was like... Can we do an honourable mention? Well, I was just going to... I was only going to mention that because Phil said soundtrack and I was like, oh, this was really good. But then I thought, I'm going to get into a whole mess of trying to fit yeah. soundtracks in here as well. So I, I just left it out. I purposely stayed away from soundtracks. Mm. We do honourable mentions are, I have to, it's not really an album, but Carly Rae Jepsen released the oh, Emotion side B. So yeah. good. And it's fucking great. It's better than Emotion from last year. It's stuff she wrote for it and recorded for it and then cast away, which is just so sad. So thanks, cast away. Yeah. She didn't cast it far though, she cast it straight into your ears. She did. So it's fine. Jeppers. Old Jeppers. Um also the the Black Mirror soundtrack. Oh, okay. I didn't pay any attention to that really. Yeah. Oh I should pay attention to that now. That's that's really good. Mm. Yeah, I didn't want to go to soundtracks. So. Yeah, no, that was going to ha- start a whole thing, and so yeah. I thought I'll just leave it and completely. Then what kind of soundtrack and yeah. Like, yeah, score. So my my number one is an album I d- did like it took me by such surprise because I've never liked this person. I've liked maybe one of their songs in total in the past, and then Bruno Mars just comes along and drops Twenty Four Karat Magic, and it's like one of the best. Pop albums I've, I've ever heard. heard. That song. Well, the, that song is particularly amazing. Oh, is it no, is it only come out today? <laughs> so we spent like a good forty-five minutes just listening to that it over and over. With the week, the day it came out. <laughs> was it that long? Yeah, I've, I've got so to cool. say I'm not keen on it. Really, I don't I, know what it is. Like the song or the album, both. Oh, the um, the whole album to me, to me, it's like a love letter to like music gone by. If that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of songs on there that you think, this sounds a little bit like this. A lot of good pop music. <laughs> but he's doing a very good job of it. Like, um, there's a song on there called Perm, which is like, it's it's like if James Brown came back in a very yeah, short guy and just was... He's got such swagger in this album. Like, and I think that's what was missing before, because all of his other songs have been like, prior to this, have been very wishy-washy, like that song about catching grenades for people. I'm like, fuck off, you sappy bastard. Is that the one like, the piano on your back? Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'd jump in a, a plane for you. And I'm like, no, you actually, you wouldn't. You also know as well, dress is terrible, <laughs> and it somehow makes him look cooler. But he thinks, I was going to say, he thinks he's the bomb. It's that confidence. It just, like, it's so good. It's such a short one. It's a, it's a short album also. But it's really good. Like, there's not one track on there I don't like. There's a, there's one on there that reminds me of Belle Biv DeVoe, which just... Which one? Um, oh, I think it's called Finesse. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know they've got an album coming out next year? Belle Biv DeVoe? Yeah. I'm pretty just sure. Just singing Poison 12 Just times. over That's and over again. Want. Probably. Um, but yeah, I was totally taken aback by this because I've always thought he was shit. And then it just, like, this album came along, like, clattered me in the head, like, fuck you, Stace. This is how I do a music now and it's really good. So, yeah. Music. yeah, he does the music, music and he does it really well. Music. Thumbs up for Slurpees. Not a really honourable mention, but also Wonder Jewels released two songs. So three songs this year. If, if, and then the fucked up the album till next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Bastard teasers. So, um, check those songs out. Do you want to put some more wine in no. this Oh, you're such a I'll, I'll also say there were two albums this year that I was looking forward to. Block Party, which was just fucking terrible. Nightmare. So that, that hasn't made my top thousand. Massive disappointment. Um... And then obviously Bowie Black Star, but yeah, I, I can't, can't listen I, to I, it. I haven't listened to I can't it. Rate it. I can't listen to it no, again. I struggled as well, you know, the the next five years of it. Yeah. Where there's like new material in the middle. I listened to it once, enjoyed it, but I can't yeah. I can't listen to Bowie still properly. No, it's hard. Especially not the album written knowing he was dying, if it's yeah. the worst part. Yeah. There's a lot of symbolism and, and sort of poignancy there that I'm just not ready for yet. 
So it's not even symbolism. It's literally, well, no, it's literally saying you're yeah. dying. I think when it when it when you first released, it, I didn't have much time. It was like, yeah, I'll kind of like skim listen to this and come back to it later. And then obviously, what happened happened, and I like, just two days later, yeah, three days later, and just haven't been back to it since. Nah. On that note, <laughs> should we do a tello? Do a tello. Okay. Let's do a tello. Who Maybe. wants to go first? We should carry on the same order. Right? Oh, okay, go on then. Because you want to go first, is what you're saying? No. Number five for me this year was my iPad doing something weird. Um, it's a really good show, that is, my iPad. He's Vice Principles, which is a... From Phil's reaction, he might have it on his list. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, that's all right. Um, what? He didn't like it. He didn't like Vice oh. Principles. It was funny, though. Oh, it? it was fucking hilarious. I really like Vice Principles. Um, I was a big fan of East Bending Day until the last couple of... The last series, with, with Danny McBride being an aggressive weirdo. <laughs> And this is just him doing it again, but as a vice principal. The point of the story, the, the TV show is, the first episode, the, him and Walton Goggins play vice principal. Danny McBride and Walton His Goggins. name's Walton Goggins? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's and fantastic. Vice principals. And Bill Moore is the principal of the high school. And he's retiring. They think one of them's going to get the job. They bring a new woman in. So they team up to try and get rid of her. You think it's just going to be stupid hijinks, but fuck the hell, it escalates very quickly. And it's dark <laughs> as fuck. Shit, yes. <laughs> if, you, if you like Danny McBride being unnecessarily aggressive and stupid, and Walton Goggins <coughs> being as camp as fucking Christmas, it's the best fucking show. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, I think it's, it's HBO or Showtime, it's the same as it's Ben and Dem, so it's vulgar as well in a lot of its humour. And I... Loved and I forgot I forgot about it because it's one of those shows that starts in the middle of the year. Yeah. So when you come to look at shows from this year, I always go, "What started two months ago? But ten episodes and done. It's coming back two more seasons. Yeah, I think so. Or eight, eight or ten. But it's a. I think they got commissioned for twenty episodes and they right. split it into two series and that's it. That's all McBride wants to do. And right. I Goggins is great. Yeah, I love him generally. Yeah. He's so good at whatever he does. And there's something I'll probably mention later that he was also great in. Um, in a very different role. Tease. Ooh. I don't remember. So that one episode of Community was in. Was it? Yeah, he played. Oh my god, my brain. He played Pierce's lawyer when Pierce died, Shit, yeah. and he jizzed into all those things to give the the group. He's the lawyer. Oh, I don't recall that being him mm-hmm. at all. Phil. My number five is Love. Ah. So Netflix only original series thing. Good words, Phil. Good words. Well, you know, Netflix. I'm stalling because I've forgotten the names of the people in it. Paul, Paul Rust, Gillian Jacobs. Even I knew names. No names. Claudia Dati, Mike Mitchell. And it's it's very good because she's she's just terrible. Yes. And it's just terrible people. And <laughs> it's kind of how relationships can work. Yeah. I, no one's portrayed to be in the right or wrong in it, which yeah. is great. And I think we caned it in a few days as well because it was just... It's got that great Netflix thing that some series get wrong as well, where you don't have to have 22-minute episodes. Yes. When they have ones that last 30, 35, it's, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas some shows, Marvel ones do it. It's an hour and 15 minutes, but it's boring as fuck. Just because you couldn't be like that. Love gets it right every time. Yeah. But I think with, with Gillian Jacobs, I think she was probably one of my least appealing members of the community. And but I think in this, she absolutely nails it. They britted Britta. They did, Britta, they did. Britta, Britta, yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I think this it proper shows the full range of her acting spectrum. And, um, you know, there are moments where you think she's a trouble person. There are moments you think she's very attractive as a person. It's incredibly funny as well. Like, yes. The, the funny bits are funny. He's written by Paul Rustani's wife, wife Leslie Arthur. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think it just got pushed through because Judd Apatow got behind Paul Ruster and went, yes, I'm putting my name behind this. And so they, they done it. But no, I, yeah, fuck it. It was my number three in my list. Well, yeah, I think that was why I was laughing at yours a minute ago because my list is probably going to fuck your list up every other time. <laughs> Oops. That's because the good TV this year has been very good. Yes. I will agree. I did think this was very good. It only just missed out on <coughs> top five. I've completely forgotten about what you're about to say next. Okay. So. Well, I went with idiots this time. I am... Probably number six for me. I'm I've got a six. bit of a girl crush on Gillian Bell. Um, okay. Because she's really fucking funny in a in a sort of un, almost unhinged kind of way. So she plays uh, a, a a girl on sort of house arrest. I forget what she did. What did she do? <laughs> do you a know lot what she did? Of things, yeah. I think. Okay, fair enough. She definitely um, got a DUI repeatedly. I think. <laughs> fair dues. So her family, who are quite rich, they live in a fancy pants sort of almost mansion styley place. Decide to sort of get her a nanny. Basically, and hijinks occur. Nah, she's a nanny though, isn't she? They they employ her under the pretense that she's a tutor. Yes. And then it's just sort of batshit, isn't it, from there? (laughs) They both get up to some crazy, crazy things. And it's it's great to see Gillian Bell just be absolutely bananas. And I think the other bird as well, whose name I believe is Charlotte Newhouse, but I don't really know. It's it's fun to watch her character just sort of slowly unravel. Because at, at first she's quite sort of sensible, like yeah, I'm gonna do a tutoring job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in and teach you some things about stuff. And then towards the end of the series, she's just like rolling down the street with a, I don't know, head hanging out of a car. Like she's just it's bonkers, and I love it. It's very fun to see him swap roles at times yeah. and to see how her she comes down and gets to pray at that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very well written, and because obviously I know. Why are you air fingering? Well, always. Uh, thinks of Gillian Bell, he's air fingering all the time. <laughs> it's the, the divine was second choice. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like the hamster wheels are turning. I have to motivate myself. And um, obviously, Gillian Bell, know her from Workaholics. Workaholics. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure when the pilot came out if she'd be able to carry a, a series, yeah. essentially. And she blew me away. And yeah, it's very good stuff. Yeah, very she's well fantastic, written. Oliver. And I think, like Rich said earlier, it's one of those things that came kind of. Not the start of the year, but not the middle. It's, and I kind of, I honestly genuinely forgot it was 2016. Yeah. I think as well, it was a web series last year. I don't know if you okay. know, I think they're like five, ten minute episodes, mm. which I've never actually watched, but. We probably should. Yeah. But yeah, I love her. I didn't like it, it's Gillian Bell is good. Mm-hmm. Isn't she, she's 22 Jump Street, isn't she, as well? I believe so. Which is just a fist fight with Jeremy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Before? Yeah. Probably fuck you guys up next, it's Stranger Things. Oh, you tit. Yeah. Well, that's my three. (laughs) Anyone's top five idiots because it's my number one. Oh, it's my number three. Absolutely pissed on your chips then. (laughs) Yeah, it's where the fuck did this show come from as well? Because no one ever mentioned it on any website that this this is on Friday, they're waiting for this and all this shit. And then one day, Phil's like, have you watched this Stranger Things? It's really good. And then we watched all of it in like a weekend. Yeah. Amazing. Um, if you listen to this, you watch Stranger Things. We don't need to explain it to you. No. Fucking, yeah. The only problem, brilliant, the only problem with it now is the fact that I feel like having seen Series 1 of Stranger Things is knowing too much about Series 2. <laughs> I want to be surprised by Series 2. Like, yeah. I was Series 1, but I'm not going to be, am I? I think, as you both just hit the fact that it just came from nowhere. Yeah. There was <clears> barely minimum sort of advertising. It was people that had never done anything before. And we know all Ryder. new actors. And we know Ryder, kind of thing. And it just it just hit all the right spots nostalgically and you yeah. know the, the time. And the, the the one negative thing I've heard people say about it was, would you like it if it wasn't set in the eighties? 
Remember it, you sit in the 80s? Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't, I don't right, have to I, think about that. My big problem now with people go, oh, you like it because it's retro. No, it's stuff set nowadays. It gets ruined by everyone having a phone and the internet. Yeah. yeah. It makes everything easier. Mm. Yeah. So I think setting at a time before that when people were more naive about shit and yeah. harder to do things helps this show immensely. But the kids would never have gone out cycling. No. They'd just be in their bedroom playing yeah. Minecraft. Yeah. The the, um, yeah. the kids is one of the things I wanted to pick up on because I am notoriously mean about child actors. I think most of them are shit and I don't think you should even have kids in most things if you can help it. Like if you can just have an adult do the job, just this do it. All kids really. But yeah, and they're all really fucking good. Like not one of them sticks out as being shit. That adorable one with the fluffy hair, I forget his name. Dustin. Dustin. Oh, he's so cute. He's just adorable. I want to adopt him. Yeah. And they're all just like, none of them are like hamming it up all over the place. The girl who plays Eleven's wonderful. Like, I just, there wasn't one kid that made me think, oh, I hate kids, which is what usually happens. True. What are you doing? Oh, I thought you were going to write Cop Car as number one on my films again, you pair of bastards. Why have you spoiled it? Everyone knows. Everyone knows it's going to be Cop Car. Oh, just scratch it. (laughs) But yeah, Stranger Things, number four. Fails, number four. My number four was Atlanta. <laughs> That's my number two, you my fuck. It's also probably my favourite show in the past five years. <coughs> wow, okay. I've watched it twice so far. It also kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? What no, did for me? No, God, did for no. me. I had no I've idea. been waiting for this show. Really? Yeah, for over a year ago it got commissioned. I feel like you just put it on, and I was like, oh look, it's Donald Glover. But yeah, no, it it it's really good, and it it properly shows the. The scope of his acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's and amazing. I assumed it'd be a proper comedy, a normal comedy. I was looking forward to it, but I assumed it'd be nothing but more you, than that. You know, you've seen what some of the other kind of male actors from the community have gone into, and they're going to very kind of safe routine shows, yeah. and they all have the same um, formula. And there was that Dr. Ken, Shirley's in great, what's it called? Indoors and the Odd Couple. No, she's in the Odd Couple, couple with Matthew Perry and Tom Lennon. Where that's it is. Yeah, it's you, you could see, you know, Donald Glover from obviously the early days of community going into something, you know, sitcom kind of blah blah blah, family friendly. But this is it's nothing like community at all. And that's I think that's the only thing I've seen acting in, really. Yeah. And but this it's you know, all all I've seen Donald Glover in is that episode of Thirty Rock where he does an impression of a young Tracy Jordan in the live episode. And community and then this and it's a couple of films I may have seen in bit parts, but and just every episode is different, mm. but it's still uh, easily identifiable as Atlanta. And it's some episodes laugh out loud funny, whereas some, it's like the next girlfriend or girlfriend, yeah, is kind of dead serious. And then there, it just throws out the, the Black American Network. Which is one of the best episodes of TV. It ever was, made. yeah. It that doesn't was explain itself no, or anything. It so it, it, yeah, it just came from nowhere and it's like, what, what is this? Prices on the candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was the episode, the Justin Bieber episode, is when I realised that this show was in its own world and it wasn't going to explain its appeal. Yeah. Because if you've not watched it, um, there's an episode where, because it's about Donald Glover plays someone whose cousin is an up and coming rapper who's got a hot mixtape out. So he's become his manager in inverted commas. So he's taking part in this charity basketball game in episode three or four. It's quite yeah. early on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, where Justin Bieber's going to turn up to play. But the guy that turns up is a skinny little black bow. And that's Justin Bieber. In, in this world, that's Justin Bieber. And the idea is that he acts exactly like Justin Bieber, but because he's black, it's, he's seen as a negative in this world, where yeah. in the real world, yeah. 
we'll be able to get away with everything. And fucking great. It was like this is this is the world we live in in, in Atlanta. We're not explaining it here. Here you go. It's very clever. It's very political. And that Paperboy song was stuck in my head for months <laughs> yeah. afterwards. The Fight Bieber song was good now, with Glover singing as well. Yeah. The, the Paperboy song was. I wish it had, I wish it got a full version at yeah. some point. I would buy that for a dollar. Probably. So, yeah, you got more outside of that than I did, so I've ruined your number one. So, exactly. <laughs> and my number two. Well, you know. Screw you, hippies. So, we've got like one show to talk about. Well, I've, three, I've, got, I've got my four and my number one. <laughs> so, I'll do my number four. I went with Son of Zorn. Okay. Which is a sort of uh, half, well, mostly live action, little bit of animation uh, show about uh, a character voiced by Jason Sudeikis, who's like a sort of He-Man-esque, big sort of brute conqueror that, of a guy. That's one quality about this show. What? Sudeikis has got a face that I want to slap. <laughs> you don't have so, to see it. Well, I don't have to see it. don't have to see it. Um, he comes from, he basically sort of moves to... America to sort of be with his son a bit more and stuff and uh, and it's really funny and it's really smart and Johnny Pemberton's in it and I bloody love him I'm a bit he's embarrassed about 30. he's not he's like 21 no he's, no, he's like 21 he's I was embarrassed about it because I was like I kind of fancy him a little bit and then realised he was way too young and I felt he's, awkward he's got that disease where he looks like a kid he's like 47 no he's quite he does the voice of uh is it Pickle or Peanut? I oh, forget which one. In Pickle, and in Pickle and Peanut, which is another program I absolutely love. So yeah, it's uh Tim Meadows is the highlight of this show. He's yeah, he's brilliant, yeah. isn't he? It's absolutely brilliant. Um he plays the like Zorn's ex's new yeah, piece. <laughs> new piece? Who do I think I, I am? One of the white lads, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think it does the... Artemis is in it as well. Artemis is in it. Uh-huh. And I think it does the... It integrates the sort of animated aspects really, really well because it could go, like, horribly wrong. It gets wrong. better at that. Yeah, it does get better at that. It's Miller um, and Lord show, isn't it? I don't know what that means. Who that? Miller and Carl. Miller and Lord. I don't know. They go... People are the last man on earth. No idea. Okay. Well, it's good either way. I really like it. It's um, It's just funny and it's like... Silly, but yeah, it's it's good. I like it a lot. My number three is love. So, Phil, let's move three? along. Uh, my number three is Channel Zero. Ooh. That was close for me. It was six or seven, yeah. Yeah, that was edging in for me. For me, I kind of really liked it. I think it's unfortunate it came out after Stranger Things because <laughs> I think yeah. it had very similar sort of qualities, but in a much darker adult oh, sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd never heard of this creepypasta, blah blah blah. That it's based Candle on Candle Cove. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it was just, it was the right amount of creepy. Have you read it now? Up. No, no. It's so short. Yeah. It's not even a thing. It's like you could read it in about 30 seconds. It's yeah, well it's, boring. It's built up from people creating their own version of Candle Cove on YouTube. Yeah. Everyone responding, what you put this up for, it's just static. So that's, I mean, it's a difficult show to describe because the plot does not do it justice no. in what it actually is. And it's like the character made up of teeth. Yeah. Oh. And sinister children. And but it's, it's, yeah. And the parts when only he sees the monsters in the corner. Why are you? I was going to say, why are neither of you addressing the fucking monstrous puppets? They are awful, oh, when, terrifying. When they're actually like life size as well. Yes, no, even when they're small. No, they're not great when they're small. <laughs> I agree with that. I hate them all. That baby doll-headed pirate gives me shitting nightmares. One step away from clowns, wasn't it? It's so close. <coughs> I hate it so much, but I mean I in a good way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I did have a slight issue with the show. Yep. I thought the ending was a bit too abrupt. Neat. Yeah. It it, it gives you an ending. Yeah. Which it didn't need. Mm. 
But I, I like the idea of this. Like we're saying about Stranger Things, um, Series 2, you, you you know who was in it and the plot's going to be. The yeah. Series 2 of Channel Zero is going to be an entirely different story. Yeah. Is it also a creepypasta? Or... I believe so, but it's not one I've read, so I'm not going to bother yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to read it till after this. Because I think when they obviously advertised it, and when it was listed, it's always just listed as Channel Zero, isn't it? But half, about halfway through, they started the credits come up as Channel Zero, Candle, yeah. Candle Cove, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, as you say, the second season isn't completely different. Because technically, like, American Horror Story is... Yeah. But it has a similar cast, and it's a similar theme, and it's like, well, it's not really... And there's talk about a shared universe. Yeah, whereas... Just Lady Gaga fucking everyone. Whereas Channel Zero, I just think to be Series 2 will be entirely different. Nothing the same, go. And I like that, yeah. Number three, Stairs? Uh, Stranger Things, Rich. Okay. Number two, Westworld. <laughs> oh, that's my number one. Fuck you. It's my number two. Oh, that's <laughs> very <laughs> <laughs> so, it's What a mismatch. So we end on Westworld then? We end on Westworld, which is station's number one, and it's uh, shows what's fitting. Yeah, I think so. It's Westworld. I think you all know what it's about if you listen to this, because it's most viewed HBO show or something. It's been crazy um, how popular it's been. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Westworld. I didn't know what to expect from it because I'd only seen the film, like, was it about two months ago we watched the film? Because you were like, oh, this Westworld series is coming on, are you interested? And I was like, who that? What? So I didn't really know what to expect because I always find that with adaptations, either from films to telly or, like, books to telly or books to films or whatever, (laughs) there's a um, a lot of room, especially when making a TV show. To sort of but pad no. it out so much yeah. that it gets yeah just. But they fucked. could have easily done the same plot as the film, but made it but last made it longer. Twelve and, hours, yeah, and made of, me really cry because yeah. I got a bit concerned when they announced that the last episode was going to be ninety minutes. But boy, how did they use that ninety minutes properly? It's great. Yeah, it's interesting. It's intriguing. It's was filmed really well. The soundtrack was top tits. Something that was pointed out was you know that the piano. I think I've said this to you guys before. But the destroyed piano thing. Yeah, the the piano playing like Black Hole Sun and Radiohead song. When in the last episode you see what year it is, and it works out that Ford would have been born in about nineteen eighty two, eighty three. So of course that's the music he has playing. But that's, little touches like that made it, you know, really really fucking good. And Evan Rachel Wood, I think, was great. Brilliant. Um, Jimmy. Simpson, yeah. Brilliant. Um, McPoyle. Yeah, loved him. One thing I really like is it's one of the shows where everyone keeps guessing what's going to happen and everyone guessed what happened, what would happen in the end. That's because it was weak to a point to get to there. But it didn't matter. And it was, anything. Yeah. It was the journey. And yeah. It was an amazing payoff still. I mean, I remember sort of watching the, the original film when I was quite young and then the cinematography of it and your brother on that scene where he's walking. So I was very excited to see this and see how it panned out. And it's it's a completely different beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thematically, obviously, it shares, it shares yeah, issues. The, but... the, the movie is, the theme park goes bad. Yeah. Slight spoilers, skip 30 seconds. The theme park does not go bad in this. It's intentionally gone the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a reason to everything, <coughs> and that reason becomes clear by the yeah. end. It's one of those things where, and it's not a straight comparison, but like with Hero Season 1, you can watch Westworld Season 1 and just end it. Mm. You mm-hmm. don't need to watch season two or anything else that follows, and you've got a complete story. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, it has openings for more story, but it has a resolution. It has a payoff. Is. Questions were answered, and it wasn't a massive, massive kind of cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It's quite self-contained, but yet it opens up the wider world. One of the few recent things I've seen Anthony Hopkins in, and not that he was terrible. <laughs> so that's he good. just folded in a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I thought he was actually really good in this. And um, the chap who played Bernard, 
really good. It was really good. Yeah, really, really good. Actually, everybody in it was really good. Even forgettable Hemsworth. Uh, (laughs) I still can't remember which one he is. I don't know. I've written down the Hemsworth everyone forgets. (laughs) Yeah. It interested me because I don't take very well to Westerns. I know it's not really no, a Western. I, I don't take very well to Westerns. And I was concerned that the sci-fi element would feel too familiar to me so that I'd be like double bored. But actually, like the entirely opposite happened. I, I wanted to know what was going on in the Western sort of aspect of it. But I also wanted to know what was going on with the sci-fi stuff. And everything just like, yeah, it was just well intriguing and I liked it a lot. The only problem I have... Too many tits. Uh, no. Not with Oh, well, is like... The sort of storyline with uh, what's the chops, the one you don't like very much, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. There's a lot of stuff with her that goes on in rooms made of glass that mm. other people should absolutely have fucking noticed. That was driving me crackers. It's like how a pit, no. But aside from that, <laughs> I thought it was really well done. And I, the pacing of it was really good. I thought um, yeah. I could have done with maybe like five percent less talking, <laughs> but that's over like the whole series, not just like per episode or something. Just a little bit, a little bit more actually. I think there was an, there was an episode. Was it eight or was it ten? <coughs> ten. I think it was around episode five. I started thinking, hang on, this is kind of about to drag out. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the revelation in the next one or yeah. after that, and it kind of picked up pace. But mm-hmm. So it wasn't perfect in between my number two, but still very much enjoyed it. Yeah. It's obviously a very big budget. It's done well. I think the um, like a lot of kudos has to be given to the actors who are playing the hosts because the way they switch from sort of like acting like natural human people to being... Sort mm-hmm. of the robot, as it were, is uh, is really good. Oh, I mean, is it James Marsden? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like he he was he, he surprised me. Yeah. Because so, he was a terrible Cyclops. Yeah. He's not been great in a lot. I've seen him in a lot of things, more things than you think you've seen. Him yeah. In. And that's that's usually sign he's forgettable. Mm. But yeah, he was very good in it. His character got shortchanged at a lot of times, and he's yeah. still, still very good in it. I wonder, but again, if that was intentional, if they kind of misdirected. Yeah. I might want to watch it again. Actually. I will be watched again well before Sunday's Day. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think you would benefit from watching it in a weekend. Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that everybody's? Have we covered everything? Because we yeah. we got yeah. so confused, I don't know what's happening. I've got some honourable mentions. Uh, shows that ended this year. Okay. If Gravity Falls out. isn't one of them, you're getting a. Slot. Why have you done that? <laughs> because we have to talk about Gravity yeah, Falls. Why, 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 why have you done? I've preempted you. Because least. the first one I was going to be Gravity Falls. Oh, I've never seen. Gravity oh Falls. my God, Phil! It lasted for some he- reason like seventy-five years. There was <laughs> Four massive years, wasn't gaps it? in it in when episodes aired. Like a lot of cartoons do like that. Mm. Children's Hospital, which lasted a lot longer yeah. than I expected for a ten-minute episode show. Person of interest, which dwindled halfway through the last series, yep. I think. Yep. But was such a great show that. I didn't think it would last this long. John Nolan again, Westworld, brilliant, brilliant show. And then, always, always <laughs> worth watching. Enough said. And then Comedy Bang Bang, which should not have lasted 110 episodes when you think about it. Yeah, what a weird show it's, that is. Yeah, it's a show that's got no place. Existed. Like, no, I mean, like, you can't put it in any genre, really. No. It's an insane show, and Hot Sauce and are really fucking. And the last series with Weird Al, probably really my favourite. Yeah, it was really good. We've lost some beautiful. TV shows this year. We'll have a moment for those. Pour one out for McCall and Brittany. I would, but I've drunk all the wine I just had. Yeah, we are. Should we do a movies? Let's do a movies. Movies. Right. My number five this year was Joshy. Nah. Fuck you. (laughs) That's probably my number eight. Okay. 
I always, I always have to have in my list a film, a film where not a lot really happened. Okay. Yeah. You like films like that, I and don't. I, I don't. I like aggressively Drinking don't. Buddies, um, yeah. when Jeffrey lived on those kind of films. Mm. Um, what was the one I love? Where there's like there's a good plot point, but nothing goes on. There's a lot of people just talking about how they feel. It's the lack oh. of resolutions to these things that bothers me. <laughs> yeah, Joshy is starring Thomas Thomas Mildich as the titular Joshy. Um, also stars Adam Pally, Nick Kroll, some guy I've never heard of, and Jenny Slate. Yes. Yes. Um, and Alison Brie, who, this isn't a spoiler, she kills herself in the first two minutes. Yes. Yep. Um, she's engaged to Joshy, and so they still go on his stag weekend to help him get over her. And that's it. Yeah, <coughs> that Gelman is it. appears, so obviously goes weird and aggressive. <laughs> The humour in it is at one point Brett Gelman makes a joke that Josh is so pathetic his girlfriend had to kill herself to get rid of him. I really liked it. I laughed. I felt sad. I I like I like everybody that's in this film as well, which helps. Yeah, I like everybody that's in it, but it just it didn't do anything for me at all. Like it's just ugh. I yeah. loved it. It's up there with like drinking buddies for me. Well, I thought that was crap as well. <laughs> I think it's better than Drinking Buddies. Okay, Drinking Buddies is my film of the year, like two years ago. So It's better than, what was that one I like last Happy Christmas, than Manly Linsky, Anna Kendrick. Follow I thought you were going to say Buddies. Holiday in Handcuffs then, and I was going to have to oh. slap you. Oh, that's in, that's in your top five. <laughs> just over, it's, it's my whole top five, yeah, just over like and over again. Can't beat your top one. <laughs> Phil. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Fuck you. I haven't seen it. I want to watch this though. But Rich started watching it without me because he hates my stupid face. Apparently, the first the first fifteen twenty minutes, I can see why Rich wouldn't like it. It seems like it's just going to be a corpse that farts. Yeah, I've heard fart jokes. He's got a massive crush on a dead Daniel Radcliffe in the boner. That's why you like it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, it's actually Marion as the yeah. She has a boner. Indeed. Oh, okay. Oh my body. He, he is the boner. That's it. Yeah. So it's a film that it's it, it doesn't make any sense, and it's not looking at it in 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 the terms of what it is. But it's basically the whole film is an analogy for depression and un, unrequited love, and um, yeah, I it's see quite that. it's quite by the, the as I said, the first like, 15, 20 minutes are a bit weird, and you have to kind of get through it. But once you reach the point, and you can kind of see what's going on and how this bloke is lonely. And that, and it's like, okay, and then maybe this Swiss Army bloke is imaginary and it's all just in his head and then stuff, and then it turns it around again. I'm not going to say how, but it's, it's, I I really liked it. It just came from nowhere, and I've never watched Daniel Radcliffe in anything, and I thought it was very well done since he's supposed to be a corpse. I liked him in Horns. I thought he was gashing Harry Potter, like all the way fucking through. He's not the worst, is he? Well, no, but that's not... I mean, that's not saying any good things about him, really. No, I want to see this. I do really want to see this, so we should watch it. Or you good should have you. a bath one day and I'll watch it. That's weird. <laughs> well, that's the only time I'll we're not sitting in the living room together. Like, okay. Anyway, my number five was Zootropolis. Zootopia, depending on where you live. Ooh. It's a Disney... Is it Disney or Pixar? Disney. I forget. Disney film with animals doing a sort of utopia thing and there's like a policeman beneath it's i'm making it sound terrible but it's just because it's been a while since i've seen it and the only thing that really sticks in my head about it was the one thing i didn't like which was that really irritating shakira song um, Fuck that shakira song though yeah that's what i wrote down what it's a really it's a really good film though i mean on a on a sort of like 
I was going to say on a deeper level, but they don't hide it that deep at all. It's a film about racism. Okay. Really. So much the same as like Inside Out covered certain stuff. At, like depression and, and anxiety. And so, yeah. yeah. This is a film about how people can make judgments based on very superficial things about people and how completely wrong they can be. Okay. And how they learn those things and realise what a tip they're being. And it's it's really smart. It's really funny. I forget his name. Is it Jason? Who's the guy? Oh, for fuck's sake. He was in Arrested Development and he's... Jason Bateman? Yes. He does the voice of a rather suave fox. Okay. Uh, who's a, a sort of bit of a con artist fox. Bit of a fox. Fox, bit, of a, bit of a foxy fox. Uh, that'd be weird if I was attracted to a cartoon fox. Well, isn't that the, um, the premise of Robin Hood? When I was a kid, I was totally I was on my list. For, um, <laughs> I was Magnolia. <laughs> 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 yeah. And John Jules. <laughs> All day. All day, son. All day, son. <laughs> All day, bro. Zoot- yeah, It's really good, isn't it, Rich? Zootropolis is, yeah. It, we went to see it because we got Cineworld cards, to be honest. Yeah, and it was a really nice surprise. Yeah. Um, much, much better than... Um, Sequel Life of Pets. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. And that was weird because I thought the trailer for that looked yep. amazing compared to Zootropolis. The both star Jenny Slate as well? I believe so. Good film. Yes, that was my number five. My number four is one I hinted at earlier, um, Walton Goggins in The Hateful Age, which I think come out New Year's Day. Yes, this was my number six. Okay, that's good. Still not overlapped yet. Yep. Um, I'm just going to go and get some more wine because I do not care for this film. Fair enough. It is a very long film that if you do not immediately like enjoy this film, it will feel like the rest of your life is slowly draining from your body. Yes. But I was on board immediately. It's Tarantino. So, you know, it's full of the N-word. There's a lot of swearing in it. There's a lot of... Samuel Jackson. So, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of blood. You know, some people bleed so much it's impossible they wouldn't already be dead. One of my favourite things about it is obviously the sorry, surprise actor. And, you know, only a director like Tarantino would use that actor in a way that he has yeah anyone else would have him front and center and you know being the post for the show the show film yeah, I, I think i heard he was in it yeah but then forgot while i was watching the film Who are you what are you doing and um, rolf harris oh yeah he's good in yeah it was really weird though because he was supposed to be in prison at the time he's going <laughs> and wiggling yeah. a piece of cardboard around but my, my, uh, I, thought, I think everyone in this film was great but goggins was brilliant yeah yeah. And I loved him, Ross. Yeah. Just for his over-the-top, insane accent. Yeah. Considering he's actually British, and some, someone went to him, can you sound not British whilst doing a British accent? He's gone. Easy. I'm there for you. Yeah. I mean, like you say, it's a Tarantino film, so you know what you're getting yourself in for. <laughs> you know Michael Madsen will be kind of weird. You know it's going to have the genres, the music, the cutscenes. You know exactly what to expect. But yeah, it was, it was really good. And it didn't feel too long. It's three and a half hours? Yeah. <laughs> That's too long, guys. Did you feel like that? It's a great soundtrack, considering it's not one of his normal soundtracks. And the, the Jack White song that was wrote for it, which I think is Jack, it might have been on White Stripes song, actually, that he redone. I would say it's called Apple Orchid or something. He's a really good fucking song. White Orchid was a song of theirs? Yeah. It's or not Blue Orchid? It's not that. Oh, it's some kind of colour. It's some bit Apple. Maybe it's Apple Orchid. Maybe it's Apple Tree by Victor and Tiny. Maybe. Hey for eight, Goggin Draft, Kurt Russell, Samuel Jackson, Surprise Man. Yeah. One and four. Surprise Dates. Keep on the two strings. Oh mate. It's my number two. My number two. What a chuffing, amazing film shut your mouth, Richard. It was it was beautiful. (laughs) Stunnelicious. I do not like this film. How is it stop motion? 
amazing. How it stop motion? Until I saw the, the credits at the end, it's like, shit, these bits of... Yeah, it, it blew me away. And Nonsense. The, the, it's you know, so the, good. I think on similar themes to Zootropolis, Zootopia, etc., the, the theme of it is, is quite, you know, it's quite a lovely film yes. by the end of it. And it's very well done. Do you mean wishy-washy nonsense? I'd normally say yes, but I <laughs> no. It, it, it reached out and touched a brother's heart. <laughs> I cannot grasp how the film was made. No, it makes no sense. It's so perfect. It's, it's bizarre. I mean, I, I studied animation for five years. And it's, I, I couldn't tell. There was such overlapping stuff. And yeah. It was stupid things for me. Like there's a scene where there's like a, like a view from above looking down at Kubo. And then this little purple bird just like floats into the view. And its feathers yeah, are fucking perfect. If it was a stylized computer animated film, it'd still look gorgeous. Yeah. And it stopped. The, the opening scene with the ocean and the rain. And I was just like, and what the, am the I doing? The only that he makes is <sighs> so well done. Because that's really main. Like yeah. That's... yeah. I absolutely I mean, the, fell in love with the, this film. The, the bits with the music and when he plays and with the strings and the revelations about his, his parents, which were obvious to adults, but it was... I think it's had, I think that's even more of a kick in the dick, though, because you're watching him and he yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know. And it's really stressful. Oh, it's such a... I went to... We went to see this, didn't we? And yeah. we walked out and I was like, it's so good. And you were like, no. I went to see it again the following day with my mum. I think the problem is I, think, I loved it so much. I didn't hate the film at all. Some, I've seen some proper shit this year, so nothing can compare to that. But, Dad's army. Yeah, Dad's army. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I've struck the ending with a bit of a cop out, but. I really like the ending. Watch, if, you want to, if you're the kind of person who really can just love, love films for how they look, this is. Same you know as like High for Eight as well. If you just want to see a film that looks beautiful, watch yeah. both of these films. Yeah, yeah the shots and. And colours. And, yeah. I was going to say, it was the colours with Kubo that got me because you know that sort of end sequence with the monster and it's all sort of like iridescent and opalescent and it's like swirling around and it looks like something out of like an old Zelda game. And I was just like, holy fuck nuggets, what am I even seeing? And I thought the soundtrack to this was really beautiful as well. I, I downloaded that almost straight away. The only, thing I didn't like, the only thing I didn't like was uh, that cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, oh. which isn't... It's that over the credits? Isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. I don't like that song to begin with anyway, though. So that probably doesn't help. Every time I hear that name of that song, it reminds me of an episode of Rock Profile when Matt Lucas yeah. is George Harrison with an Indian accent, slightly racist. But anyway, number four for you, Stan. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot what order we were going in because I talk so much about that film. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters, and um, my note says, "Screw you, haters! This film is boss." Do you mean feminist? Cancer poison ghost. A feminist propagandas bill. Uh, no, this I don't. It would have been in my top ten, definitely. I will freely admit that before this film came out, I was not really interested in it at all because I'm not as big of an original Ghostbusters fan as, like, say, you are, Rich. And on top of that, I don't particularly like Melissa McCarthy and pretty much anything else I've ever seen her yeah, in. I think Kristen Wiig is a charisma vacuum. She's so boring. Overrated. Um, and I didn't know the other two at all because we don't. I don't watch Saturday Night Live, so I had no idea who them pair were. And so I was just sort of like, well, well I'll go and see it because, you know, Cine World cards. And then we went to see it and it was like a really enjoyable movie that's very funny in parts. The ghosts look kind of amazing, actually. It's got a great story. I loved all of the cat. I know you weren't a huge fan of Holtzman, were you? I don't want the character Holtzman. I don't like the mugging in the background. <laughs> see, I liked all that gurning in the, back- <laughs> in the background because I've noticed sometimes that I pull some really weird faces when I'm not paying attention to holding my own face together. So I quite like it when other people are a bit weird like that. And I like the fact that it was a film about about ladies being friends with one another and helping each other out. And ghosts, it's really good. 
And that dude at the start, whose name I always forget, it's adorable, Zach Woods. That bit was actually legit scary. I, I haven't seen it. Oh, you should, um, you should see it. But I genuinely don't give a toss about the original Ghostbusters. Oh, well, then maybe you won't care. If you don't want to tell me, I'd say watch it. It's a good way to go there in 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. But it's one of those things where I'm not going to pay money to it. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't get people's vitriol towards it. Yeah. Right. It's one of very few... You, 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 you're allowed to not like stuff. Yeah. Don't yeah, get angry about it. It's fine. Don't accuse it of when they, your they, childhood. Yeah. These people who revel in how badly it failed don't seem to be saying Star Trek Beyond was done even less fucking yeah no that it, it bothers me that people seem to but when they dislike a film they seem to use like how much money it made as a barometer of its success yeah. but if that's the case then that means that the Transformers movies are the best yeah. films ever made apparently yep. and there are a lot of awfully small film like budget wise and, and money that they pulled in that apparently wouldn't ever rate to those people but are actually amazing so I should just show up yeah. I I think the one thing they've done wrong with this film is give it the budget of a blockbuster Ghostbusters has never been a blockbuster franchise mm, I think the difficulty as well was that they I feel like they hung <coughs> on to the original too much mm. I feel like they might have been better off breaking a bit further away from it but it's one of very few films this year that I came out of genuinely excited to see it again. I was like, oh, that was boss. I really want to go. And I was like, oh, Ghostbusters, do you remember that? It's good, isn't it? And I got all overexcited. And it sort of, it was not, it was, like I say, it was just nice to see women on screen talking about stuff that wasn't shoes or boys or sex, um, you know, doing a science and, you know, catching a ghost Busting and having a laugh. Yeah. It's just, it's just a really. Oh, that though. The fucking cover of Ghostbusters by Ford. Oh, that can suck my metaphorical cock. It is so bad. (coughs) Holy shit. Just divorce yourself from that completely. Get a new soul. Just, oh dear. I'd be happy to see more, but I feel like they've put the kibosh on the sequels, Mm, haven't they? I mean, I was was kind of hoping that, like, DVD and Blu-ray sales would, like, bomb it all. You shouldn't be giving it the same budget as you'd give Batman or, you know, even an Ant-Man level film. Mm. It should be a comedy budget. It should be thirty, forty million. It shouldn't be one hundred and twenty, one hundred thirty million. Yeah, I really enjoyed it though, and I, I sort of had like a massive girl hard on for um, Kate McKinnon for quite a while afterwards. That bit where she licks her gun, I was like, Ugh, fucking hell, calm down, love. <coughs> Let's move on, Rich. I'm getting hot and bothered. That might be the more wine. It could be that. Uh, number three for me is the nice guys. Oh, that's my number three. Oh, there you go. Genius. Didn't make my top ten. <gasps> Gas. You're a fucking dirty human. Phil doesn't I, understand I, films. I really guys. wanted to like it, it's... but it was no kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Well, no. Get the but not It had a boss disco soundtrack. Yeah. I need to stop saying boss. Yeah, I've <laughs> never been a Russell Crowe fan uh-uh. in any single movie. Yeah, I'll give yeah, it up. Give it up. Um, so when the trailer first come out, I was looking forward to it because it'd be Shane Black and I like Ryan Gosling like that way, and he looked funny. But I was still like. Crow could ruin this. He nails it. He's really, really good in it. It's the story of Gosling plays a private eye. Yeah. Yeah. A terrible private eye. Yeah. And Russell Crowe plays a bloke who beats up people for money. Yeah. Um, their paths cross and they end up helping each other out. Blah, blah, blah. <coughs> Don't really want to spoil it. Um, 70s. It's, it's hilarious. Keith David's in it. I love Keith David. Um, Except when he was weird with me when I met him. But he wasn't yeah. weird. You he were was. weird. Oh, no, I was weird. No, I absolutely you was weird. You were an old man and were weird and you wondered why he was a bit quiet. But I, I, I really liked the trailer, but then I just I just felt something was like in the payoff. I overall. think the trailer had the problem of showing too many scenes from towards the end of the film as well. Yeah. Just and too many of the really funny scenes. Yeah. Um, and I think his daughter annoyed me and her being there annoyed me. Oh, I mind his daughter. She'd been a few things, didn't she, lately? Damn. It was a bit too much of a kind of convenient 
deadbeat dad. Well, he's a bee. He's not great. You're not a deadbeat dad. He actually cares. Mm, yeah, he's yeah. just terrible. He's more. better I than my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 Shane Black gets a pass in a lot of things. It is not as good as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but so Kiss Bang Bang is a masterpiece. As is Iron Man Three. Yep. <laughs> Two great Christmas films. Yes. yes. I concur. Phil, number three. See, I just kind of, you're the Civil War. Nah. Um, it was just outside my top ten, but not my nine. I think possibly not because even of close, the letdown me. of Age of Ultron. You could not have been more shit at moving that chair there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think possibly because of the letdown of Age, Age of Ultron. I think Civil War was, and I think you mentioned this yesterday, about Rogue One, which almost kind of made my list. It was just a, a cinematic experience. Yeah. I came out thinking I enjoyed that. I, mm. you know, I, I had a good two hours and it was, it, there was a nice ensemble where it wasn't an Avengers film yet everyone had decent time. There were some decent laughs. There wasn't too much humor. Um, and then it, but it was still a Captain America film. Yeah. Cause it done the Avengers thing of everyone came up to fight. But the film's not really about anyone other than Kath what? and Tony. Why did they have a scene that lasted 25 minutes of him just pulling a helicopter back onto a helipad? It didn't. Oh, and it was boring. fine. It was boring. No, it wasn't boring. This film was boring. You liked it at the time? No, uh, yeah, I've had reflection time on it now. I, I, I remember feeling like it was longer. I remember coming out thinking that could have been shaved down a bit. But she was sat in the world's party cinema. Well, that didn't help. No, the more I think about it, the more I just think that, like, it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> because apparently people's answer to not being, not causing massive destruction is to have a whacking great fight with one another, which causes quite a lot of destruction. Yeah, but sometimes that's what they really going to start looking back at Marvel film logic. Uh, well, the thing is, I think... I will... uh, how can we solve this international conflict? Let's hit someone harder than they The thing is, I... I will allow films to get away with stupid decisions and stuff if I'm enjoying it. And the problem with Civil War was I was clock-watching a lot. I was like, do you know what? When's this going to fit? And I felt like that's that climactic scene in the airport that was is it like I, I feel like that should in the end of the film and then it carried on for like another fucking 45 minutes or some shit. Okay. And uh, and the other problem is as well is at no point in this in this film could I ever see Cap's point of view because I was like if Bucky was a genuinely innocent dude who was like you know gonna be a good guy he would have turned himself over and they would have all had a little chat about it and everything would have been fine but instead they just go off on the run and be dicks. That's what you and do for your mates though. It's no, about the romance, it's the bro code, team stuff. Shit. The only good things Rose about the only good things about that film were. Surprisingly, Black Panther, who I've never liked in the comics, but I thought he was brilliant in this film. And Spidey, really Spider liked Spidey. Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. Well, I always love Paul Rudd. Yeah, wonderful. First time I've had this film spoiled by a Funko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. But I think for me, it's it's kind of that summer blockbuster. Oh. And it, you know, it hit the right notes on that, and I got exactly what I expected, and it was mm -hmm. a popcorn. I had one thing I hated in it: young Robert Downey Jr. in that weird CGI. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, emo Downey Jr. That was weird. Number two for me was Room, which is uncomfortable. Um, yeah, difficult. Uh, Brie Larson, a kid I never heard of, and an old rapist is in essence the cast of this film. <laughs> it's not a film I. Who plays the old rapist? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. The dad is played by William H. Macy, I remember that. 
yeah, it's not a film I particularly want to run back and watch again. For, it's it's an uncomfortable watch. It's something I've had queued up for a while because I just haven't been in the right frame of mind to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Because two hour film where half of it is someone being abused. Second half isn't light either. You know, it's it's a difficult watch, but laughing is tremendous in it. Coming off this, I don't want it to be Captain Marvel because I feel like that's just a fucking step down in skill level. Okay. Just stand in front of the green screen pretending to fire some shit at some losers. <laughs> okay. Well, what's the, I could, Captain Marvel, what, that film already, she'll fight someone at the end with similar powers to her, but they're bad and she'll win. Yeah. Yeah. That's that film in the fucking That's pretty much her comic origin. Well, yeah. If, if they had watched X-Men, Rogue would be in it because they don't deviate much at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, plot of rumours, um, a woman lives in a room with a five-year-old, four-year-old son. She's been abducted for about ten years and was kept in this room, in a shed, in essence, by a man. He's so, a creep. Yep. It's not It's not a happy viewing, but it's ridiculous. It is a good film, but yeah. You don't want to say it's a good film, because no, that implies that it's an enjoyable film, and it's not really. She won the but... Academy Award for it, and I, I think she deserves it. Yeah. So, yeah, room number two. Uh, so my number two is one that, like with Hateful Eight, came out in the UK in 2016 and it was Hardcore Henry oh I couldn't even get through the trailer of this it made me want to do a sick in general in 2016 was it that long though yeah if you'd asked me when that came out I'd say July no I think it, I don't know if it was like maybe festivals in before but but yeah um, as, as, as you just mentioned I, I think from the trailer I was not expecting to like it and I'm not generally a, a big fan of sort of first person things apart from I suppose in uh, Orbit Doom where I think it works in that one bit. Um, but I fucking loved it. It's just, it's just, I think one of my, not guilty pleasures, one of my favourite films genuinely is Crank. My well, Crank's great. Crank. It's essentially first person Crank. And it's just amazing. And it's just stupid and violent and doesn't give a <coughs> shit. It, it is that. I've never been a big first person gamer either. And, but it's, it's good. It's so good. And the, um, the guy that's in, uh, he played the lead in Pe- the Powers TV series recently, and he was in Shotgun oh, Copley. Possibly, yeah. And he was from in 18 District and 9. Chappie in District 9. Yeah. He's, he's the, the, the comedy element of this film. Okay. Um, and he plays that really well. But it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's Crank. I don't it's, think it's I've seen Crank. It's essentially just mindless violence. Crank is David, Jason Statham just. Doing everything. We've watched Crank. Is that the one where he has to he has to keep his adrenaline yeah. up or yes. die, and he like just sexes on a random lady? It's not yes. random. Oh, that's all right then. I don't think I was paying attention to that film. It's in public though. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it being in public and kind Crank of. Crank Two is a bit shit because I don't think they realised why Crank was enjoyable. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah. So Hardcore Henry. It's one of those things where I didn't expect to like it from the trailer mm-hmm. and. Just, it's yeah, so I, different to anything else. I just don't think I could watch it because watching the trailer made me genuinely feel kind of sick. Like, it was so frenetic. I was just like, oh, everything's everywhere and I can't wear. And I just, no. I think it works because it is as if it's his point of view rather than him holding a camera. Yeah. yeah. Which is difficult to justify. Yeah. More and more films get made like it. Yeah. Well, my two was Kubo and the Two Strings, so it's your number okay. one, Rich. My one is Arrival. Favourite film is probably The Dark Knight. I'm genuinely glad because I haven't got around to seeing this yet. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but aliens land on Earth in some <coughs> pods. What do I call them? They are like pods, yeah. yeah. Um, at certain cities around the world. So... It reminded me of Trees, that did you know that? Was it a Warren Ellis comic? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of that. 
Um, so Forest Whitaker with his Forest Whitaker eye. Um, <laughs> Amy <coughs> Adams is a linguist, linguistics professor. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask her to try and communicate with these aliens or heptapods. Jeremy Renner's there, you know. It's, it's, it's rare actually got Jeremy Renner films this much. It's so. actually got a bit of charisma in it. A bit, uh, a bit no more than usual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil anything past that because it would genuinely a film spoil it. That sets up reveals in a way that, like Westworld, a couple of minutes before you see what's going to happen. And it does not dilute the effect of it. If you've ever seen any of Denis Dubois' other films, they're all what now? Denis Dubois. I think so. Enemy and the other Jack Jackman. No, not Jack Jackman. Um, Hugh Jackman, Prisoner. No idea. Where someone kidnaps some mentally handicapped person. Anyway, but this is a bit more straightforward. The wrong word, but it. It attempts to answer its own story, where like an enemy, it fucking didn't. There's a spider at the end, then it ended. <laughs> Amy Adams is great in this. Uh, as I said, Ren is not bad in this, mm. and that's a, that's like saying anyone else has just won an award for acting that cures cancer. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm making my sick power thing. I thought it was alright. I gave it a three and a half out of five on Letterboxd, which I was brilliant. I wanted to point. give it six out of five. I thought it was. Enjoyable. When, when this is on Blu-ray or streaming on Netflix, it's a film I will watch three or four times a year. Oh, wow. Well. It ain't that good. It's not four times a year good. Come on, yeah, mate. Okay. Come on, mate. Yeah. Chill your beans. Not as good as Cop Car, which I couldn't put on my top five because it's so good. It doesn't deserve to be on my list. Yeah. I hate you both so much. Alpha. I hate you both. Oh, there's a piece of actual cinnamon stick in my drink. Yeah, yeah. I lost three drinks in there. Oops. You're number one, Phil. Right, so my number one is... It's a, it's a quite small art house film that I'd be very interested to see what you think about it, Stace. Have I seen it? It's called Deadpool. Oh! <laughs> I have seen that. Have you? I have seen it, yeah, once or twice or, or thrice or... Four, it's too serious, though. It's take yourself too I, seriously. It's too slow and quiet. Yeah. I don't <sighs> think I've ever laughed out loud as much as I had for those it's two so hours. Good. So good. On repeated viewings on Blu-ray, it's kind of got less funny each time. But I just think for those two hours, it was just pure. I don't read. I saw it four times at the cinema because it's uh, the closest. It's the best you get to someone just doing a character what they want to do. It was. I think the thing about this film that that sort of blew me away was I was expecting a lot from it because I know how, <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds and I I love Deadpool. And I know how much he loves oh, Deadpool. Wow. So I was expecting, you know, I was thinking this movie, it, it's going to have to be the tits. Otherwise, it's just going to be the world's biggest disappointment. And so my expectancy levels were so high that I thought I could only be let down. When I got there, I was like, oh, shit, this is this movie's going to be, I'm going to hate it. But even that opening sort of still dot <coughs> panning across like Deadpool's dick and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's perfect. It's so pitch perfect. I was I was worried that the trailers had kind of spoiled the best bits and the funniest bits, but mm. no. No. But they only just... show stuff in the first half hour or so yeah. as well, yeah. which is Realistically. something I love when filmed. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just the, the stupid bits of him and... I know she becomes copycat. I can't remember what her actual character name is, but... Oh, shit. Rita Bakker. Yeah. 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 Vanessa. Vanessa. And it's well, just the, the bits of them getting to know each other and all the stuff with Wham! And it's just... It was, oh, it was so adorable. funny. There's not many 
mainstream action films that have jokes about Peggy in the movie. Yeah. And Bob was in it. Bob was in it. Bob was in it. Yeah. Bob was sort of in it. But he couldn't be Hydra. No, but he was uh, sort of in it. I think the, the worst thing for it for me was Colossus. Yeah. Uh, but it still didn't ruin it. I actually quite like Colossus. I feel like the CGI was a tiny bit lacking on it. Yeah. And he's also. And the races. But it weren't, yeah. i tell you who actually surprised me in it as well. Uh, UFC bird whose name I've forgotten. Oh, I thought she was garbage. No, I thought she was pretty good. Oh, she, she kind yeah. of didn't For what she was. Much. She yeah, did she didn't have to right do. Now. I'd have liked to have seen more of TJ Miller. Yes, I love I'd him. I'd say that about every film TJ Miller is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But yeah, for me, it was just a great, great Spot film. on. I just can't shut up about how amazing it was. That'll be a four times year viewing for me, I think. <laughs> Just because, like you say, it's just so funny. There's very few films that I watch and on repeated viewings I still laugh at things. And it's one of those films, actually, I've started like laughing before things happen because I'm getting to know it so, so I well. I think like with Home Alone. <laughs> it's that kind of thing where you, mm. you, it's funny because it's coming. Yeah, you and hate you that film. Don't he that hates film. it so much. Uh, well, you told me the other day that you hated that Home Alone 2. Oh, Home Alone 2 is all right. It's just a little Trump in it. Well, there is yeah. that. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it again, Nick. Um, yeah, Deadpool was my number one as well, obviously, because... Awesome. No, Cop Car. No, fuck off. It was Station number one is Cop Car starring Kevin Bacon, two kids, and a fucking shoelace. And a cop car. Fucking great film. It's not a great film. It's not even a good film. <laughs> it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing film. Last year. It's an amazing <laughs> film. No. And you're going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely yeah, not. He made me watch the fucking shoelace scene again the other day. I've watched that film three times. Oh, for piece off. It's so crap. It's really good. It's crap. Uh, it's like three, three oh, and a half stars. Yeah. Like, really no, good. it's it's half a star best. Oh, you're such a It's idiot. worse than Dad's Army. No, <laughs> no, all right, I can't even get through that sentence. <laughs> I'm I'm it. Oh, let, let's not end this on Dad's Army. No, oh, let's talk God. about how great Deadpool is some more. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is just perfect, isn't he? Isn't he? My only concern now is that like. Did this was this movie so great that Deadpool two is like the only way he's dead? <laughs> I don't know because Deadpool the seems to be made mostly because yeah. Ryan Reynolds was fucked up with him because he was going to make the same film. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, should we have this like set piece on a bridge?" And Ryan Reynolds put, was like, put "Fuck off, mate!" On. Ryan Reynolds put a pile on for it. He was like, um, "Where should we have the fight scene for the next film then?" And it's like, "Answer one, a bridge. Answer two, a bridge again, of course." <laughs> and then the day after the director left, I was like, "Oh, that's what that was about." <laughs> yeah. Someone good coming. The guy from. Who made John Wick? Yes. Yeah. So we all get and I think he produced it in New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can get fully behind that. Oh, that's that's absolutely fine. Well, yes. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Deadpool <coughs> is. Are we going to talk about anything interesting for next year, or is two hours enough? No, I mean you can if you want to, but I don't. I haven't prepped that, so I haven't got any ideas. Deadpool two, if it's out by date, it'll be out next year. It's going to be a cut car two. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is a good one. Twin Peaks, one of the jewels. Guarantee this time next year, both of them will be <laughs> extremely high. Spider-Man Homecoming, I've actually quite, I've seen the trailer, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Are you sure? Is the episode I eight out know. this year, or is that the year after? No, yeah, that's every December now we're going to get a Star Wars film. Ah. Are we going to get any more, not really Star Wars films, like Rogue One? Hans Zero after Hans Ah. Ah. Okay. Thick I'm pretty thick. I am pretty thick. They're not named the third one yet, are they? They're going to make three, but they're not named for the third yeah. one yet. No, People are hoping for a Boba Fett film, but they're not going to make a Han Solo and a Boba Fett film because that'd be too similar. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Should be played by um, Chibi Chase. <laughs> I don't know why Chibi Chase. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know, know why either. You weirdo. Thanks. On that note, shall we do a bugger off? 
Where can people find you on the internet if you want them to and if they want to? Um, Pornhub.com. <laughs> oh, I think they want to look at... I meant, um, I meant your online presence. Church of Scientology. <laughs> um, I'll sometimes go on Twitter, uh, at RichNerd, at P-H-L-P-T. But you can find me at Stacey's Parlour on Twitter or you can email me stacysparlour at gmail.com I don't know, there's some other stuff. I'm tipples, I don't know what I'm saying. So What you should do is go and listen to all those albums, watch all those films, watch all those TV shows and don't bother with comics. And then, and then review me on iTunes so that yep. I feel really about myself. Five stars only. Though. Five stars because that I'm a five star personality or yep. something. Uh, and on that note, hey, how about have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and surely things can only get better from here for 2017, right? You've right? Got, you've got to play D-Ream over the end. Right? Right. Clink. <laughs> Cheers. Christmas. That was a loud clink. Land a talk like me And be an angel too But maybe You ain't never gonna feel this way you ain't never gonna know me, but I know you. Singing in our things can only get better, can only get better. If we see it through, that means me and I'm in you too. So teach me not to think, can only get better. Million, no, I know that things can only get better